Blog Talk Radio. Oh, I say it, I say it again. You've been had. You've been took. You've been hoodwinked. Bamboozled. Let us spread. Run them up. This is what he does. behinds 
Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about it tonight. We're going to talk about it tonight, brothers and sisters, because I know y'all been seeing on the news about what happened here in the state of Tennessee. Uh, y'all seen it? Have, have, y'all, have y'all seen it? And one of them, and I'm, we got some clips. Y'all know we always got to have a couple of clips and things that we can play. But there was some expulsions or whatever they call that thing with two so-called um, black so-called representative who was supposed to have been expelled or whatever you call that damn thing, y'all, um, from their seat here in Tennessee for some stuff that they did. Now, there was a so-called European Caucasian woman who was with them, and everybody's talking about it was racism, racist, but they did. Um, even she crawled about it was racist because they but they tried to, you know, kick out the two black um, representatives but didn't do her. Now, ain't that something? I told y'all, man, I told y'all, brothers and sisters, how they keep playing you with your blackness. And I got to say that, with your blackness. And by the way, I want to throw out something here. And I got to put, I got to put it, um, I want to put, I got to put something in the description that I want y'all to video y'all want to check out. So I put the link in the description. I got to edit this. But I really want y'all to check out this video. It's a documentary, and it's on YouTube and um, Amazon and all this thing. It's called Uncle Tom. There's two parts. I hadn't seen part one. I've seen part two, but it's called Uncle Tom. Now, the part that I've seen was Uncle Tom uh, part two, the um, the Odyssey. That's the part I've seen, Uncle Tom two to call the Odyssey. You really want to check those documentaries out. Now I rented them. I think I rented one. I think it was like three ninety nine, three ninety nine, or four ninety nine. When I'm telling you, it's 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 some eye opening documentaries. I know y'all heard that word Uncle Tom, and we thought, and there are some things we mostly think that Uncle Tom is uh, was a sellout, was a sellout, right? That's why we call a lot of people. We call them Uncle Toms not knowing really the true background of that Uncle Tom. No, oh, that's something interesting. We need to look at that. We need to look into that. But you need to check that documentary out, and it's going to show you. And I, But I, the video that I want y'all to look at, though, and I'm going to put that in the, I'm gonna put the link in the chat room, uh, Anarchy. And our, and our, our, damn, I forget the name. I can't, put, can't pronounce the word. Anarchy in the United States. I'm going to put it. I'm, I'm going to find it. i got to put the link. i got to go back to my YouTube um uh, history, so I could put it in there. You really want to check this out. It's like almost damn near two hours long, but I'm telling you, the history they're going to show, and you're going to show you how a lot of black, how we as so-called blacks in America have been, like they said, that's why I played Malcolm in the beginning. We have sure enough been bamboozled. We have sure enough been hoodwinked. We have. We have been hoodwinked and bamboozled. Yeah. It's called, this the name of it right here, Anarchy USA 1966, a film by G. Edward Griffin. This is a damn excellent thing, man. I'm telling you. I was like, I'm going to put this link. And you, now, <laughs> I told y'all at one time, I'm here to bring justice in here so we can get this topic going. I told y'all one time, I had gained respect for Dr. King. But oh, my, my, oh, my, oh, my. I, I think I had, after watching this documentary and learning some things, I think I had a little change of heart. Hmm. I think I had a little change of heart. And it goes to show y'all in this video about a lot of things. We talk about Black Lives Matter and a lot of these damn social uh, justice movements or justice reform movements. 
Oh, man, it's all smoke and mirrors. Y'all want to go and check it out. But before we, as we say that, we want to bring Justice in here so we can get this topic of conversation going tonight. I am sick and tired, and y'all might be too, of these so-called woke black leaders and these damn politicians. I'm sick of them. I almost entitled this show like <laughs> these black leaders and, and black uh, uh, leaders and politicians need to stop playing. I can put that in there. Y'all know in the hood we say stop playing. When you're thinking that somebody, you know, somebody make you believe there's something, they, they get to be telling you something, and man got you convinced that something is real, like, man, stop playing, dog. Quit playing so damn much. <laughs> man, you made me think you were for real, bro. Stop playing so damn much. That's what they doing. They playing too damn much. They playing too much. Having people thinking they are really for the people. And I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters, these so-called woke politicians and shit now, and these so-called woke black leaders and so-called woke black activists, black American, let me, let me explain to you, black Americans, Moors, uh, whatever you like to be called, uh, and digit, whatever whatever title, respect for title you like to be called, let me tell y'all something, let y'all ain't on the secret. Some of y'all already know the secret. They don't give a damn about you. These people don't give a damn about you. They have agendas. If you're not a part of their clique, We've seen a lot of this now. They don't give a damn about you, brothers. You are being used as pawns in a freaking political game. All right. So with that, we're going to bring Justin in here to come on and bring those black history facts. Hey, brothers and sisters, we got some things to talk about tonight. Peace to you, brother Justin. Peace to you, Breeze. Peace, brother. Peace, Ariya. Summary 9. Pleasure to be here with you tonight. Yes, sir. Would you like me to present the Black History Moment for you? Oh, yes, sir. Do your thing, brother. All right. It is now time for a Black History Moment. On this date, or close to, in 1966, Emmett Ashford becomes the first African-American Major League umpire. In 1907, Harlem Hospital opens in New York City. In 1775, the first U.S. abolitionist society is founded in Pennsylvania. Benjamin Franklin is its president. In 1889, Asa Philip Randolph, labor leader and civil rights advocate, is born in Crescentville, Crescent Way, Florida, 1864. Acclaimed soprano baritone singer Flora Batson is born in Washington, D.C. In 1758, Francis Williams, first African-American to graduate from college in the Western Hemisphere, publishes a collection of Latin poems. And finally, in 1818, a regiment of Indians and blacks is defeated in the Battle of Sawana, Florida, ending the First Seminole War. And that was a Black History Moment on Culture Freedom Radio. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. All right. So, I mean, yes, sir. I had a right time. You know what? Before we get into it, just uh, off of that Black History moment, uh, something stands out to me a little bit. Yes, sir. Um, You know, over the years that I've been doing research on our history and the history of blacks and natives in America, that the last Black History moment. 
uh, fact stood out when it said that in 1818, a regiment of Indians and blacks is defeated in the Battle of Sawana, Florida. It was the Battle of Sawana in Florida, ending the first Seminole War. So, you know, as we, you know, as I did research, I come to find out that initially when Europeans arrived and described the natives in Florida, they described them as dark colored, dark skin with woolly hair and copper colored skin and different things like this, and that the, these people present themselves as Seminoles and that they were either Negroes, Indians, or natives. So all of those terms define our plight or our history in America as it got whitened down and whitewashed and uh, people intermingled into our uh, our bloodline and whatnot, whitening up and lightening up our our race and our heritage and then want to steal the whole identity of us to say that now European-looking people are the Indians and people who were copper-colored and described as such are no longer the Indians. So if you got pale skin and blue eyes, you can be an Indian now. When the Europeans first arrived, they didn't describe any Indian as a pale face at all. So that's that's just a little point of my reference of just doing research and critical thinking on our history in America as we are different uh, cultures that's kind of intertwined in, into each other as as natives of America and people who came here uh, from different countries and different who spoke different languages who practiced different religions and we all intermingled and interbred into all of it and we're just kind of like one people in a sense where uh, we always were. So I don't know. I'm just kind of going down, just going off of that Black History Moment thing. And if people out there, you could do some research on uh, original natives to America where the description of those people were dark-skinned, copper-colored, or different types of textures, the hair, and a lot of, in a lot of cases described as black skins and uh if you look at hockey teams and different teams in colleges, they, they describe different things about natives who were in America as they use them as like their mascots or as their insignia on their you know logo as a as what they are. A Bruin is a black person. A Bruin is a brown person. Mm-hmm. Um, the Browns, the Cleveland Browns, that's brown people, brown natives. All of these names that the Black Hawks, these are black Indians, black American, Native American, black hawks, different tribes, different ones. They named all these different teams, all of our people's stuff that way back when our, the Natives here were, you know, prominent and had already named stuff and had names for everything that they would go behind and have a delicacy of using common or historic names of tribes of Americans and use them on their logos and their teams and stuff. And so there's a lot, whole lot of that, that, you know, you wouldn't even know that they were talking about a native person or native people or a tribe or anything when you were just thinking, you know, not even thinking about it. But 
Anyway, I, I, we could get on into what we're talking about and how you are sick and tired of <laughs> these black woke politicians or leaders or and leaders and both. You know, I, and I would. <laughs> Yes, but but here's to the black. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of right. with you on that, you know, because uh, it's too much victimhood in in a sense is what yeah. I'm seeing a lot of times. Like we we don't do a lot of critical thinking, and we just yeah. like to like like you like to say we play the victim game or the victim card, or a lot of cases we don't think that we can accomplish anything, and that there's something that's holding us back besides our own selves that, you know, a lot of times when we're trying to make progress, we'll sometimes hold ourselves back by thinking that we are not able to reach our goal. So what happened in Tennessee last week and, of course, currently this week as the two young men were reinstated to their positions in government or in, you know, where they sit in their seats and whatnot, that you have one of the gentlemen who seems a bit more, uh, I'd say, you know, higher, a higher way of handling things or looking at things like uh, the one that was reinstated first. Uh, is he Justin Pearson? Uh, I think it was Justin Jones got back in first. Okay, so yeah, that's the one. The one with the with the uh, the sh- not the short hair, but the one the hair the hair goes to the back or whatnot. It's more straighter, yes, not dark skin guy. So yeah, I think I like the way he handles and conducts himself and carries himself, and how he represents the people, and he doesn't talk outside of what he's there to do, which is to fight for the people and to draw up some new legislation on toning down on all these high-power arsenal weapons that are killing people all across the country. And the incident that happened in Nashville, Tennessee, a couple of weeks ago, which is the whole reason for the protests uh, in the state house there last week where they used the bullhorns to speak on the floor and were suspended, you know, and that. So we know what happened. And that, um, I like, like I said, I like how he carries himself. Now, I, oh, uh, which, which one? The, the one with the, the first afro? Guy that was, uh, uh, the, the one with the, the other one guy. Kind of like almost Native American did. The, 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 yeah, the yeah. See, and that's what, and that's another point I want to bring up tonight, too. The two brothers are representatives of how our people looked when Europeans got here. So you would have this one guy here who's more native looking as far as how the texture of his hair and his skin color, like I was describing in the beginning. Um, that That's that's a tribe. Then the other tribe is the one with the afro. That's another tribe. You have both here in America, uh, copper-colored people the same color these two guys are. They represent something that happened or was in effect hundreds and hundreds of years ago where the government of this country was ran by people who looked just like them two guys. So, you know, it's it's pretty interesting how 
the alignment of how things turn back around. Like, okay, yeah, of course, the Justin Pearson guy who was in college eight or ten years ago, he was short haircut. He was just coming out of high school. He just got, in, you know, in college and did well in college. The, pre- the, the president of whatever he was in college or, you know, he was, he was very smart. And uh, so as time progresses and, you know, things, you know, things happen, people are growing their hair out uh, more and more. And uh, especially when the coronavirus came, people started to not get haircuts because everything was closed. So you'd see people, they hadn't had a haircut in a while. And then they'd say, you know what, I never even seen myself with hair before. I always got a haircut. And I kind of like having hair. And a lot of people have a new image of themselves because they never really knew how they looked or they would have liked to know, but they always would felt that they needed to keep their hair short. So after coronavirus, even you would see uh, prior to coronavirus, Trevor Noah, who used to be the host on The Daily Show at night, he had short hair. And during the coronavirus, he grew his hair out as they were still on the air, and he was doing shows like on, you know, like without an audience and everything. And he was still doing the shows. He grew his hair out to a whole afro, and it's really nice looking on him. And he really proud. He's proud of his hair and everything. And he talks well about his new hairstyle and everything. He really enjoys uh, being free to express his hair however he feel like, you know, what looks natural or feels natural to him. So a lot of people are doing the same thing. And Justin yeah. uh, Justin Jones, uh, I hope I get their names right at some point tonight. <laughs> but, well, just, yeah, uh, the one with the, the afro. Uh, the one with the I afro. Yeah, I forgot his damn name. I had been thinking Pearson, about it all the time. Pearson. So I won't yeah. forget. Yeah, okay. Pearson. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I I love I actually love his afro. Now I don't actually love his message because I've he's a, been like you sent a me a flip and everything, and he's talking about mother God or mother something. Oh yeah, now, I don't play that. I don't play all that. Yeah, see, that, like, and then there was a clip where I heard him. He somehow after this happened, he started to take on the tone of Dr. King. And I'm like, yeah, wow, what's going go. on? I've never heard the man speak uh, a, a sentence like, you know, what he was saying, but he took on the, the tone of Dr. King. You got that clip too? Yeah. And see, this is why I want to go into, I'm saying I'm sick of all these woke-ass black leaders, black activists. I don't want to give a damn what you call them, uh, and black politicians. Now, no, notice I use this term, woke. Stay woke, man. Stay woke. I remember when I went to the 50th anniversary of Dr. King's assassination. That's all they kept saying. Stay woke. Stay woke, all that. Come on. But woke to what? It's woke to what? You know, y'all's bringing us socialism and Marxism in this goddamn country. Y'all fooling the hell out of black people. That's what you want us to stay woke to. Stay woke to y'all, uh, to y'all bullshiggity. You know, I'm going to try to come down. But here's something I want to go back. You even mentioned about, I wish the people can see the video, but I can't. I'm not, I don't know why. I got so many damn things, clips, but certainly it, it had to be visual. But again, with him, you mentioned him in college. He was in college. He went to Maryland, college in Maryland. And clean-cut guy, he was talking about all of everybody getting along. Here's what I, I look at his, with this whole persona he's trying to put on with the Afro. You know, he's trying to go back and look like, like I said, okay, you, you see him when he was in college. 
he was a goddamn Carlton Banks in college. Carlton Banks in college. Now all of a sudden he's a goddamn Black Panther. He's a Black Panther movie. You know, in front of the Black Panther Party. He got the afro. He around here throwing up the black fist. And even when you hear this guy speak, it's not the same. His demeanor, how he even talked. I mean, when I say he was a Carlton Banks, you know, I mean, uh, he had the eloquent speak, how he spoke, you know. And I'm not saying proper. And I, I, am, I don't get in there how a person he's speaking proper like he's sounding white. No, I'm not getting I don't get into all that shit. I, I, I used to. But I'm I'm grown now, y'all. I'm grown. I'm moved away from that. But his mannerism, how he spoke, like he's doing now, he didn't talk like that. This this new facade that he's putting on, this is new image, this front he's putting on. And I, I, let me play some of this, this first clip. So even with him growing this damn afro, bro, that's part of the costume. That's the costume that he played. Let me let me let me let y'all hear a little bit of this shit. Let me see. Well, being reinstated back into the bit of y'all. Listen to this right here. Now, here's something I was telling the, the guys that work right fast while I play this. I told I said about him, because he's from here in Memphis. He's supposed to be representing the area that in the downtown Memphis area. And I said this. When the people voted you in, they voted you in as a representative. Uh, for them on a political scene to you go in um, and try to help bring, you know, finances and balance the budget and all of these type of things and try to bring in um, ways to bring programs and to help people and, you know, their respective district, you know, if they need, you know, funding to fix up the roads or whatever housing, that, that particular thing. The people didn't vote for you to get your black ass in there to be no goddamn activists. You know, if you want to be an activist, you like I see, I will tell the guys at work. If you want to be, if you want to be a goddamn activist, go get you some goddamn picket signs, and and you can grab your goddamn dashikis and whatever else your black leather coat that you want to be a panther, whatever the hell you want to be. Get your ass out there on in, in the street, and you can march and do all of that. But the people didn't vote you in there for that. Listen, there's a lot of things that's happening in this city. Like I said, they need to get the goddamn budget right. They need to get a whole bunch of other things right as far as finances and other things that politicians are really supposed to be doing. You're not supposed to get your black ass up in there trying to tell my no goddamn protest. That's what I'm so goddamn sick of. That's the part really I'm sick of seeing these so-called black ass. And you wonder why, again, we always talk about, well, the white folks, how come the white folks got this? How come? You don't see them up there. Got, even though they debate about a certain thing, they, they, they have arguments about over certain things. But you don't see them up there at pro uh, protest and act like they're no fucking activists and shit, do they? No, they don't. They go in there and handle business. But why we got to have all these Negroes today got to run their black ass in there and put on a show? And that's all what it is. But in the end, they ain't getting shit done. That's what I'm saying about him. He's a front. Now everybody parade him all on the Breakfast Club, all on CNN, all over here. Like he, like I said, he's the. If y'all really want to, y'all really understand about what Dr. King them. Oh boy, and, and, and yeah, that's why I want y'all to watch the documentary. And I did put the link in the description about the and an, Anarchy USA. And y'all really got to watch Uncle Tom, especially part two. And Uncle Tom. Um, uh, what was the hell I did? Uncle Part Two. I can't get my goddamn words right right now. But because these damn race hustlers, that's all they are. 
Brace your goddamn hoes. I got a couple of clips, but let me play this a little bit from him right fast. Look how this, this is a politician. Listen, this is how he acting, y'all. I wish y'all could see the fucking video, though, and see what he's doing. Boy, he's like Tyler Perry, them, uh, T.D. Jakes, all them motherfuckers, man. Fronts like a motherfucker. Just Being out, reinstated bro. back into the Tennessee state legislature. Take a look. To the way. I believe, I believe in a division. People have been ostracized. Coming to the well. I see white folk and black folk. I see queer folk and straight folk. I see rich folk and poor folk. Hollering and stuff in the church. That's how he. That's what. That's what he getting ready to do. That's what he's getting ready to do now. Now he's supposed to be making a political speech, talking to the people about politics and about well, we're gonna. Here's, here's how we're gonna fix the economy. Here's how we're gonna make the community safe. This politician's supposed to be saying right, but but no, listen, this mother sucker. He, he, he moving around all in the circle like he's shouting, and he got guys around him standing around like the deacons. You know when the you know when the, when the pastor get the shout. And in the, the deacon, like, oh, yeah, hey, boy, Dad. yeah, I don't know if y'all been. I, I, if anybody been to a black church, a, a black Southern Baptist them church, when the pastor get to preaching, and them deacon like, sad boy, sad, sad, they get to patting them all on the shoulder. That's how they doing to mm-hmm. him in this video. And listen, come on now. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough of that spectacle. But what he's doing, y'all, I'm going to tell y'all what he's doing. He's playing to the motion of the people. This, this is all what is happening. He's playing to the emotion of the people. That's why they got there. Yeah, yeah, like a pastor. He, that's why people are equating him and saying with him with Dr. Martin Luther King. He's playing to the emotions of the people. That's all he's doing. They're using him. And every freaking time when he's talking about it, this is why I'm saying, like, for y'all better pay attention to the game. When he's saying something, he's always throwing up about queer. Queer this, queer that, LGBT this, gay this, gay that. So I said, a lot of y'all, y'all don't understand. This shit ain't got nothing to do with y'all, black, really, as, as, as black people. These, these, let me see, there was one quick one right fast. When he's up here talking about, check the, uh, up. Uh, my Christian brothers and sisters out there, I'm not a Christian, but I still wouldn't be offended with this one right here. My brothers and sisters of Christians out there, play one for y'all right fast. Now, I will see y'all, y'all all to be offended. Uh-oh. With this you all to be offended. Uh-oh. Let me go back. God damn it. Let me go back. Let me stop. Check this out. If anyone you Christ, so-called Christians and y'all support this, because, you know, I'm saying we're Christians because y'all believe in Jesus and follow the Teachers of Jesus, Jesus. Y'all ought to be offended by this shit right here. Excuse my French. Check this Jesus out. is black. We'd call, we could also say Jesus is gay. And any other identity being Hold on. humiliated. Hold on. 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 H
This thing won't let Are you. you Jesus let me see. is black. We could we could also say Jesus is gay. He said and Jesus any other is identity gay. being humiliated. One of my students, Jacqueline Grant, said Jesus is a black woman, and she is right. Jesus is a way of talking about God's solidarity with people who are hurt and despised. This is Reverend Dr. James Cohn, the father of black liberation theology. And this is in his final book. said, I wasn't going to tell nobody. Jesus is a black woman, and she is right. Uh. Now, Chris, is y'all, 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 y'all wanna um, y'all wanna stand behind him and say what 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 they doing to him is wrong? Y'all wanna stand behind him? Now, now, now he's saying that Jesus is gay, and any other group that has been ostracized, Jesus is a woman. Now, I ain't even a Christian, and and, and that dad, damn, I I I would I would find offense to that. Y'all, y'all, y'all see what's going on here. You see what's going on. See, I told y'all this woke movement is destroying the hell out of not just, um, well, I would say America, but the black community for sure. For sure. And this is why I keep telling you, I, it was another, I got one more right I want to play one more justice. Here's something, this one even in Memphis, this ain't even about him. I'm trying to show y'all something right now. We're just going to get into some conversation. Y'all got to play. A, they, they are playing the hell out of us as so-called black people, making everything about your blackness, your blackness, your blackness, your blackness, your blackness. I'm not telling you, brothers and sisters, we're not supposed to be. Like they said, be black and what they say, I'm black and I'm proud. Yeah, be proud of who you are and what the creator have created you in the skin tone or whatever you're supposed to be in. But I'm trying, my, my point is don't let, quit letting people play you by that. And we as so-called black people have been, been played like a mother sucker through, the, through, through the, the group called the NAACP who was founded by two Caucasian guys who was, so, who was socialists. I'm saying this so y'all can start looking up and understanding about this socialism and, 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 and bullshit that's going on. That's why you need to watch that documentary, Uncle Tom, and just, just research socialism. And you'll find out as, as we talk about Black Lives Matter and how they are trained Marxists, trained Marxists. And I, maybe I get into some of that and read that about uh, uh, one of the uh, Alicia Garcia, one of the founders of it. And y'all need to understand what is Marxist and what the fuck they believe, socialists and what they believe. Because we have had a lot of organizations that we thought was black upliftment, black liberation movements have been based off the principles of Marxists, the Marxist uh, political ideology, socialist ideology. And we always want to talk about, and Justin throw this out sometimes, the black mind, the original black mind. Well, socialism did not come from the original black mind. It did not. Marxism did not come from the original black mind. These are not movements. These are not political ideologies and theology philosophy that came from black folk. So you have black movements that's looking at ideas and concepts from so-called white folks who they always claim they're trying to get, they, they despise, they're they, they trying to get away from. But they have taken on these things in their political things. 
and I'm and, and I'm gonna come back because I want to throw out some about Dr. King. Uh, and we 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 were told about something about Dr. King, and I was thinking about this today. We were told that Dr. King made it made to be believed that Dr. King was murdered because of him liberating so-called black people and getting black people civil rights. But we're gonna come back to that. I want to just play this one little clip right fast. This is something right here. Identity. This this is two two so-called. Um, Black people, African American, melanated people going back and forth. But here's a one of these woke goddamn liberals, a woke Democrat again. She's talking to a she's talking to a, a brother who's a Republican. And check this out. Take this conversation. Uh oh, wait a minute. Hold on one second. What I do wrong? Hold on, my Bluetooth cut off. Well, let me see what happened. What happened? Let me get this back on right fast. Reconnect, baby, gone. But yeah, this is. I think this was from Missouri. I think is where. Oh shit! What's going on? Oh, they don't want me to play it. See, oh, they don't want me to play the mother sucker. Let me see, man. God damn! Yeah, they don't want me to play it, huh? <laughs> is celebrating oh, 10 years That's my band, with y'all. the WSOB thrill team. I cut the goddamn volume down because I was talking. I was trying to monitor. Here we go. By the lady from St. Louis County, Terry District. Do you yield? Let's go. Here we go. I do. Please Thank proceed. You. Afternoon, gentlemen. I inquired of you because I heard you say that there is now, I remind you now, this is a conversation between two so-called melanated or black individuals, right? Now, these are politicians. One a Democrat. This is a Democrat right here. I'm talking to her brother who's a Republican. Polity equal? You agree with this DEI bill? And what was your reason for what? Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. Can you, can you rephrase your question? You said you were okay with the DEI and that there's an equal playing field. Did, did you say that? Yes, I, I did say that I'm okay with the uh, bill as it stands currently. And to address that there and to talk a little bit about it is because what it does is say that we're not in the business in state government of giving preferential treatment to certain groups and, and individuals. We, we treat everybody the same because we're all people under the law. And this is, it's the same concept as the, the 14th Amendment, for instance, everybody was supposed to be equal and everything like that. But what, what, what essentially your, your argument's likely going to be here is that, no, it's not. It's, it, nobody's equal and everything. And that's what it seems like you're probably trying to get at, if, you, if my understanding is. First of all, you said suppose. Use the word suppose. And so suppose means not. Exactly. Can I ask you what you identify as? Identify? Ethnicity? I identify as an American. Not Uh, an African-American? Are you African-American? Ladies and gentlemen, I will remind the body to remain poised with the quorum. There will be no celebrations. I probably have a daughter your age. And when you made that statement, 
I was a, a little appalled because there is no equality as of yet. You know, some people who have privileges and, you know, we can consider maybe privileges that people have, and you, you may be getting that confused with equal, but my daughter don't have those privileges. I was elected to my first office in 1999 in a 95% African-American school district where the entire board was white. 1999, sir. Do you think that's equal? And our school district was 95% African-American? It took me 20 years, sir, to get into this building. And I had to. Well, it took you 20 years, but now you have the privilege to stand there and represent the people who you're supposed to be representing, the constituents that voted your black ass in there. Now you do have the privilege. Since you're telling me you don't, you're not privileged, you have the privilege to stand there and be able to represent them. But look what you're standing there doing, wasting fucking time. Fight to get here. Think that's equal? I think that you're given the same opportunity as anyone else in this building to get there. Well, it's, just, it's, just, it's just as me. You I've are delusional if you think that. Because that's not so. That's not that's not how life is going. That's the reason why we need these things implemented in some of these companies because there is not. How do you think it all came about, sir? It's not like that. We talk about transportation. Back in the day, Rosa Parks couldn't even. She had to ride in the back of the bus. When I walked in this building, when I got elected to come into this building. I came into this building thinking that I was going to work with individuals for the state of Missouri. I was so proud. It didn't matter what color we were. I just wanted to work with individuals to make a better state. And that has not happened. That's not equal, sir. Wow. That's not equal at all. I have some darn good bills. When I walked into the office of the speaker, they were made out of a joke. Good educational be I love children. All children. And I got good bills for those children. I sit on the education committee. Now, I wonder if some of her education bills, since she loved children, I wonder, since she's trying to wake this brother up and say he ain't woke, right? I guess she is, is some of her education bills for her children that she's trying to propose to it teach them at, in, in, in first grade at five and six years old how to perform oral sex and anal sex. Is I wonder. I'm just asking because they highly are, unlikely. Some highly of, unlikely. No, no, don't say that justice because they are. They are pushing a lot of these woke people like her are proposing this shit in, in schools. They are. 
uh, go to uh, Austin, Texas. And, and, and the reason I said that because they was proposing that shit in Austin, Texas to those parents say, oh, hell no. Hell to the no. They did like Bishop Bowwinkle. So, yeah. So, bro, this happened. And who's pushing this shit, brother? These so-called woke leftist democratic fucking. And this is why you got like the Sanchez down in, in Florida when they were talking about counseling. Uh, talking about they trying to counsel black history. Like, ain't nobody trying to counsel black history. No, we just do not want to be teaching these children this lie. And you are trying to put queer theory into black history under the sky just we had a show on that so i ain't gonna get into all that so when they talk and said about this educational program yeah they're trying to educate the children all right but it's not the proper education they're trying to teach them reading writing reading writing and arithmetic like we said that you're supposed to learn science uh uh, uh what's this other thing i wish i had a stayed in school and learn um damn uh, uh physics and all of this type of stuff they ain't trying to teach them that Trying to teach them how to play with another child's uh, anatomy. Young children, five and six. How to play another boy, how to play with another boy's penis instead of a Tonko truck or uh, or goddamn, you know, y'all know, I don't want to get raunchy with it. Let me finish this up. And I got good bills for those children. I sit on the education committee and none of my bills in three years, the same bills have yet to be heard. Anything I ask for, I have to beg for it. I applaud the young people on this side, all of them. They're very well educated. They're smart. They remind me a lot of them of myself. They have the energy that I had, but one thing, I still got is the fight in me. But we have to fight for everything over here. We have to be humiliated every day. I had to take a walk to, to gather myself. To come back in here and continue with this. To be rushed out of the building. I'm hearing so people can go to a ball game. Well, the heck with that, because we're here representing the state of Missouri, and we need to stay here until our work is done. Today, I want you to, I wish you could meet my daughter, since you say it's equal, and she has a master's degree. I'd be happy to and, talk to your daughter. Yeah, I'm going to introduce you to my daughter, and I'm going to let you, let her tell you. Now, first of all, let me stop this. I ain't going to stop it no more, y'all. It's like seven minutes, nine minutes in it. There's like two more minutes left. Cause I hadn't listened to the whole thing, but first of all, again, you should have pulled that brother to the side somewhere after the legislation session would have should have been over and discussed this type of stuff with him. You are holding up precious goddamn time. Bills could be passed, budgets could, y'all could be talking about budget. You got all these people representatives in there. Why you want to give him a black history or whatever kind of lesson you're trying to give him? That should have been some shit you should have pulled him aside to. Now you got all them, as I'm looking at it, you got a lot of white, so-called white folks, Caucasians sitting there. And you want to give him a lecture in front of all these people when they're supposed to be taking care of business. Business. And this is what you this is what you spend your fucking time as you spent 20 years trying to get into the House of Representatives to do. Stand right there and bullshit. But you could have, that's, that's a personal conversation. You could have pulled a brother to the side and gave him. But anyway, so 
You're black. He's but so you know called what? black. Is, is is he having a hard time? Are they are they denying any of his bills that he's passing? Because now he's black too now. And she's trying to school him on. So are they denying any of his bills like they doing hers? Are they not passing his bills like they doing hers? Because if it's based off no, of blackness. No, they doing the same thing. Now, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to go and finish it. This, this, I ain't going to stop it no more. Cause I, I don't know. I, we, I don't hear him saying nothing, though, but. Let me, let me say this. It's though. not equal on uh-huh. her job. Go ahead. She- yeah, about what she's saying, and she's um, in front of him and everybody, right, on the floor, and she's making her points, right? Is that what she's doing? Yeah, I guess, I guess she's trying to school them on uh, 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 identity right. as a, as an American. That's, that's what the thing said. So, to school so them the on. whole thing is to, to get him back to understand, look, everything, all of, your, all of this other stuff you're doing is not what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be here to get bills and legislation passed in the favor of the people. So all of this uh, preaching and all this here is, is going to get yourself – in a bad jam. By no, this ain't this ain't the like same. That. This ain't the same guy. This ain't um. This ain't the Justin dude. This is this is a whole different place. Oh, see, I'm sorry, I miss. I, I must. Yeah, this this, this is a whole different. This, yeah, this is a whole different. That's why I said this is this is in uh, Missouri. It's not the same people. Well, she okay. should have been telling telling his ass, but but she really got on him yeah, because he said he's an American and he didn't identify by saying African American. See, this oh, okay. I remember this clip. I remember you sent it to me. I watched it. I rem- now I know what, what was going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is I the one without dude narrating on this one. It's just a straight conversation. Yeah. Uh, the the light skinned <laughs> black dude like he could pass for white yeah. almost. Um, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'm at the end of this. Has a master's right. degree, and she has to work for individuals that don't have the same education that she has merely because she looks like me. That's not equal. Sometimes when people are so privileged, now she's they want to think that. But, but now she's trying to say the brother's privileged. That's what she's slick doing. She's trying to say he's privileged. He's a house Negro. It's equal. It's not. Mm-hmm. I wonder what did it take for you, sir, See? to get elected See that? out of St. Charles to sit in your seat. I want to hear that story. Yeah, I had to uh, work on my own merits and uh, pretty much promote the principles that I believe in, which is freedom, equality for all, which I believe that America does. And that's how I got elected into my position. I didn't get elected into my position because of the color of my skin or do any any race baiting stuff that it seems like you're promoting here. Oh, I'm promoting race baiting? Damn right. I'm promoting race baiting? Damn right. So I think you're promoting privilege, tokenism. I didn't I didn't come from a privileged background. Oh, really? I, I grew up in St. Louis where, County where, where my mother Where did you grow up at? Tell over me that. In, in Overland is where I grew up. <laughs> And wasn't a wasn't a uh, uh, privileged family at all. Uh, my father passed when I was twelve. My mom raised me and three uh, two of my other brothers. Uh, she was lower lower income. I had to work my butt off to get where I am today and to. Shame on you! 
Lady, your time has expired. And now she's shame on him. See, when you don't play the goddamn game yeah. and you don't go by their uh, uh, ideology, they, 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 they're uh, what they want to label you as, just because the brother said, I'm an American, he didn't say I'm an American. He didn't. See, when you don't go by their agenda and how they want to label you, and, you know, this is what happened. Now the brother got to be yeah. privileged. He got to be privileged because he don't want to stand by her and go along right. with her bullshit. See, this is the same reason right there. If we, if y'all heard, that was like nine minutes. As, as nine minutes. Now, there's a full, I don't know what you call it, a, a house committee, uh, that's what I'm going to call it. Full house committee. All the representatives supposed to be there to, be, to take care of business, which the people supposed to have voted them in there to do. And y'all hear, here's two so-called black people. And what they're discussing, wasting fucking time, excuse my language, y'all, time, some shit she could have pulled brother to the side and hollered at him about. But no, she's wasting. This is why they got their asses kicked out of in Nashville for shit like this. Okay, I understand y'all. Okay, y'all talking about you, you don't agree with them uh, or maybe with the bill about guns. But that's again, that's why y'all have votes. You don't go in there with no goddamn bull horns and shit like you you at a goddamn rally or nothing. It's the same shit y'all talking about happened January the 6th or whatever it was with Donald Trump that y'all call the insurrection. Same bullshit. Same bullshit. That's not what the people voted you to take your rag ass up there to go do. See, it's like when the Democrats do shit, don't nobody have fucking shit to say. But when they're up there trying to conduct business, I want them people in Nashville. Listen, man, we paying high-ass gas prices. We paying for, like, people been talking about eggs. God damn it, seven damn it, $10, uh, $10. I heard my, my wife telling me the other day uh, they got a, a, some eggs cost damn near about 18 goddamn dollars. So now people be wow. complaining about powdered eggs, but damn, now you got to start eating damn near powdered eggs. Those, those are who eat eggs, you know, whatnot. Probably got to eat powdered eggs. Uh, man, mm. All these things we have to, uh, uh, what is it called? Your, your property taxes are going up. All type of shit is happening. And you want to sit up there and coach me about my fucking blackness? Because I might not say, I'm not saying me, but the brother, he didn't say that he was African-American. He said, well, he identified just as American. He has a right. If, if he's born here, if he was born here, according to the United States Constitution and the Nationalization Act, if you were born right here on the shores of North America, what you call the United States of America, whatever, you are an American. So he could say he's an American. He don't have to identify with uh, – because uh, this is his nationality. This is where he's born at. He don't have to say, well, I'm an African-American. That's his right if he just want to say, I'm an American. So, but you can't that, tell this man true. what the fuck he shouldn't say, but he don't, he's not going with the agenda, brother. But go ahead, Dave. I mean, I call you Dave, my bad. This is why I say mm-hmm. I'm sick of these black-ass leaders and these woke black leaders and these ragged-ass politicians. Nowadays, some of these politicians, not all, because that brother, I'm not sick of him. I, I, I bag him. But go ahead, man. I feel you. And for the end of that discussion, when she asked him, you know, his views, and he went on to explain in his own way how he wasn't privileged and he didn't feel that he was, and he got there on his own merits by working and going to school, getting his education and 
moving up the ranks. She that wasn't good enough for her, so she's gonna call him. What'd she say? Um, she said something oh, she bad. She said he was privileged. Basically, said he was privileged. Yeah, at the end, she said something that is a shame. It, he was a sh- oh, shame yeah. or something like that. So yeah. that right there, because he wouldn't play the victim card, like, yeah, I've been a victim all my life. I've been black mm-hmm. and I've been held back. No, he's saying no. That's not the way that I got where I, I am, and that's not. I'm not gonna have no excuse for being where I am. It, it is because of what you know my situation is. My my father died when I was young, and my mother held it down for my two siblings and, and myself. And we had to go to school, and we did what we had to do, and that's how I am where I am. And what's wrong with that answer? It didn't fit her narrative, so she wanted to call him a name or say that he was, um, I forgot what she said now at the end, but she really said mm-hmm. something, that he was ashamed or something, it's, it's, you know, and that was terrible for her to even say something like that in front of people and uh, make herself look bad because everyone's entitled to, uh, explain how what you know if you question about something and they give you an answer that's their answer I didn't find any fault in his answer if that was how he felt that you know he got where he is or what he did then that's that was a fine answer to me and he didn't say oh you know I was held back because I was black but a few times and this and this happened to me no he just said I worked hard to get where I am and that wasn't good enough for the lady so a lot of woke uh, politicians such as herself and uh, others who are promoting other agendas that they want to attach with our black plight and, and things that our people have gone through in this country and then um, put um, what they always want to say, blacks and brown people and, and, and black people and, pe- and people of color and all this other stuff instead of just concentrating focus on what we need to do for our people and our communities because those other people that you talk about don't ever stand up for our people as black people or black Americans in any situation that we seem to be going through. You never see the Asian community stand up next to black people and say, oh, yeah, we right here with you. And you never see the Puerto Rican community or Mexican people standing next to black people when we have things or issues or gun people getting killed and stuff. You don't see people of different persuasions that happen to be people of color in a sense or so to say right there for us. But we always defend and want to have a – have sympathy for other people and their issues when it doesn't even include us, but we always there to defend them or actually speak for them or fight for them or have sympathy for them when they never seem to have any of those things for us. So those woke politicians, they just need to take a page out of the book of the past of our people who didn't uh, attach all kinds of things to our cause. Our cause is our cause. So if usually if it was something that we were being deprived from having and we got what we were asking for or we fought for it and we finally achieved it, then it opened up the door 
for these other people to start to advocate for their freedoms and their rights to do this and that because we got something accomplished for ourselves. And so we were the role models or the people who were the leaders of how to advocate for freedom or rights or justice, you know, by uniting and having a certain agenda for ourselves that would promote and overall uh, having prosperity for our people and having, you know, less violence and less less hate in the community and stuff like that. So we got to get back to having love in our communities and these politicians, they – they seem to just sometimes once they get in there, they don't do what they say they were going to do. Or when they get in there, they change. They become uh, selfish in the sense where they're not looking out for the community at all, it seems, because they're not fighting for the things that the community is asking. But these two guys did stand up. Now, I can't take nothing away from them by actually taking a stand on the floor and speaking out against all of these senseless killings by these high high power weapons and um, all of these mass shootings that continue every week, you know, every day and every week that goes on in our country. We seem to have this and we have the same thing happening over and over again and no one actually doing something and just sacrificing yourself. Say, you know what, I'll be a martyr for the whole thing. If we are going to get some gun legislation passed in this country and if i got to lose my job and stand up for everybody because who deserves to get shot and killed while they're just interacting in their daily life, going to work or going to the store or just living their life, straight bullets and all kinds of things can happen and people just end up getting killed and they had no idea that this was going to be their last day and it wasn't right and ain't fair and something should be done about it. And so for these two guys and the lady to stand up and on the floor and say, listen, come on, y'all. They trying to pitch to these Republicans across the um the across the, the, the counter there that um you need to really open up your hearts and to stop protecting the NRA and recognize that if we don't do something about this, it's just gonna continue over and over and over. So now that this has happened, the country is on notice in a sense where people are fed up across the country about what's happening every day in America. And the people have been wanting something to be done about it for years. I mean, what they fed up with? The, The American people that don't like people being shot and killed uh, for no apparent reason by someone who's a lone gunman who uh, 
purchases a weapon a week before he goes and massacres people at a bank or a church or a school or a grocery store or anywhere in America or, you know, a hotel or a party or we call it a club with people partying at. Uh, these things are happening more and more as when the Brady Bill expired uh, back in uh, it was about 2003. Uh, the Brady Bill was a bill that was put into place <clears throat> after Ronald Reagan was shot, along with uh, the, one of his men or people in government. Their name was Brady. I, I remember that. And, uh, they 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 made a bill for him to not have any. Uh, we call those uh, uh, machine guns or whatever, the AKs or Uzis and all these types, uh, you know, that fire so many rounds at a second and stuff. Like, they, they banned them for quite a while. Maybe it was, uh, let's say, around 93 to 2003. So a good 10 years, it was a ban in place. And during that period, uh, those type of massacres had not taken place so much, even though there was a few. But after the bill expired and Bush didn't sign it and keep it uh, banned and whatnot, and he let it go ahead and expire, people went on and started buying these guns and buying more and more. And the next thing you know, people who uh, weren't that stable started buying them because they made it so easy for them to purchase them that they were buying them and then they get mad at somebody a whole group of people and just go and kill everybody and have a suicide note left behind and say well the reason why I kill all these people is because of whatever of how they were treating me and different things so people had these gripes and they figured well I'm going to kill as many people as I can and the best way to do it is get one of them machine gun type guns and do it instead of something that's like you don't shoot that many at one time. So this is the reason why they want to ban these guns, because if you got somebody with a gun and he just got a six-shooter or whatever like that, then he got to reload. So you got a chance to, you know, do something while he's trying to reload. If he just the one person and he got one gun, at least there's going to be a stop at some point. If he shoot all six, he got to reload. But if you got a gun got 16 bullets in it, and then he throw that clip down and throw another clip in it that quick. Now he done shot 32 shots in less than a minute. So that's too many. And so what we need to do is reduce the ability for people to kill so many people at one time. And so that's why these guys standing up on that floor and that lady saying what they said put America on notice. At least people in America are now paying more attention and realizing that, listen, if you want these things to keep happening, then don't do anything about it. If you want to stop these things from happening, then we're going to put you on notice. Everybody over on this side is saying we want to end this. We're looking over yeah. here on this side, and y'all are saying we want to keep this thing in place. Well, that because means that you guys. For huh? justice. <laughs> Brother, you know you've been seeing this for a long time. You've been seeing this same playbook been played for a long time. It's just like watching a football game and your favorite basketball or football team always run their favorite play. You've been seeing this shit for a long time by the Democrats. Every time something happens, they want to holler, gun control, gun control. That's all they want to holler. Now, 
I hated that anybody would get shot and gunned down. And uh, I, I, I feel for the family and I sympathize for the family. It's not right. However, it happened, anybody getting masked. What's the difference with um, on any given weekend or whatnot? I, I, I always like to use Chicago and, and here in Memphis, too. It hell, it happens. When 20 to 30 people get gunned down, not they ain't got to be in the same area, but at least 20 to 30 people get shot in Chicago or places like that uh, in one night. Um, but they never get called a mass shooting. But, you know, what's the difference between that being a mass shooting, 20 and 30 people would end a shot and kill or just shot, just a shot, whatever. Somebody got killed. And then maybe there's a building that somebody went in like in, in, in uh, Nashville and they shot and killed six. Now, like I said, I'm not being, you know, uh, desensitized to anybody getting killed, but they shot six people and they said that's a mass shooting, which is, all of it is terrible. And now we got to do something about the guns. Oh, we got to go. We got to ban these high power rights. We got to ban these guns. But you don't say that shit when, when the black people in Chicago are getting murdered. Oh, I forgot. They killing themselves. Don't don't. So that don't count. They're doing us a damn service. So that don't count. That. So it's it's a game that the Democrats. You notice they always play this fucking game every fucking time. And you look at this, brother. If you pay attention to this, they're not even saying, and here's again, I got to say this. I'm not a Christian, but I sympathize with those people because their lives was taken. What they have done were turn the attention away from, you don't even hear too much about those children, and the, well, the children for one, because there was some children got killed. You don't even hear about, number one, they violated, they went into a religious institute, well, that trans, I, no, I'm going to say it, that transgender went into a religious institution and shot up some folks, a Christian institution, and was a school at that, and shot up them people. They're not putting, you don't hear emphasis on that anymore. They so busy cheerleading them sons of, I'm going to calm down, them SOBs, them fake mother so-and-sos, and giving them highlight for what the fuck they p- pretending they trying to do, but they ain't even saying nothing about them people that died and got killed yeah. in Nashville. And they and when they talking about something, they protecting tra- when him when he when he's talking, what he's talking about transgender. He talk about the black. He's I, I, I should have I need to find that damn clip. When he come up there talking about he said let's pray. He said Mother God. He said, Mother God, he started praying, talking about transgenders and all that. When it was a transgender, went in the goddamn school and shot those children and those teachers in a church and a, and a, and a Christian center, bro. But no. What did he use, what did he use to shoot them with? That, that's, not, that's not the fucking point, but he shot him with. He could have went in there and stabbed him to death. That was a place. See, we're putting emphasis on the goddamn guns. See, that's what I'm telling you. See, we... So, no, 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 no. I, I was asking no, you saying, because I wasn't see, sure. The gun, I, I don't know what about a gun, uh, but check it out. See, this is the game they keep playing you with, bro, because that was an incident. When a, when a guy went in a school, that was after, it was one of the mass shooters they had where somebody did go in there, but he went right in this school. He stabbed more people in this school. It happened a couple of years ago. He stabbed more people in the school than that person did that went in there and shot, shot some people. He stabbed more people 
Then that person did that they went die? into school and did shot all of those a person, people he stayed a lot of them died. did. Some of them did die. It ain't the point. They, and they was calling that a mass, I don't know what you call it, a mass stabbing. Um, so you could, bro, yeah, absolutely. So you see, the point absolutely. is there's places where they have gun-restricted laws, mass gun-restricted laws, and people are still getting murdered. See, this is the game, bro. I'll I tell y'all what. Like a lot of, I, I heard some people saying, I'll tell y'all what. You go and study some of the motherfucking countries that they let, they allowed, they allowed the government to take their fucking guns, to take their guns. Germany and other of these places, some, like, some of them places. Oh, let go ahead. Don't let them get your goddamn guns you want to. And remember somebody, <laughs> uh, Sarge mentioned uh, Ruby Ridge last, last week. Go ahead and let them take your uh-huh. goddamn guns. Go and let them take it. And, and, and watch you be... In a country like Saddam Hussein dictatorships, and ain't a ain't shit you can do with it. And and see the Constitution bags up reason you can have a gun, and, and you better study the Constitution. In case like I like to say it like that, it says in case the uh, uh, the government get to Titarial. I can't pronounce that word right, y'all. You know I get I get in the country with it. Titarial. I like to say it like old folks say, when the government get too big for their britches. That's how I like to put it. <laughs> You can form and regulate a well-regulated militia to when they get too big for their bridges and get out of control and try to dictate and tell the people. This is why America is a little bit different than other countries. So you can stop that. But no, no, you can't do shit if they if they take your guns. They can do what the fuck because they're going to have theirs. They can round your ass up, throw your ass in the concentration camps and do any fucking thing they want to. And the reason that they haven't right. been allowed to do a lot of things they really want to do with you. Because you have the you have that fighting power. See, you've got a lot of white folk guys. I'm gonna say it. I gotta say it. I gotta put the white thing in it. And there's some blacks that do it too. They have guns. They have AR-15. They have high-powered rifles. But they, and I know a lot of brothers and sisters who have them. They don't buy them to go out here and shoot up uh, uh, malls. They're just. We see this happen. You know, every now and then we see these things happen. It's bad when it happens. But everybody don't do that. I tell y'all what. Remember those movies. Now, these were movies, but we've seen instances where people have people talk about they trying to do it. We've seen y'all remember back in the day, you had this movie called Red Dawn when they had Russia invaded America. And you see, and y'all remember what, what the, the Wolverines, them, and, and, and went out and, fought and, and, fought and tried to protect their community. There was a movie called uh, Dragon Day when China hacked the systems of America and China came over here and uh, hijacked America. So you can't, and here's the situation, if something wished to happen, a terrorist uh, attack wished to happen in America, you can't fucking always depend on the police. You can't depend on the motherfucking police when, when Tyrone and Ray Ray them come in the community and terrorize the fucking community. Police ain't around. So whether terrorism and the terrorists come in here, the, 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 the military is spread all over the goddamn United States. They ain't really at home protecting America ground. So what if you do if something like that happened? You ain't got shit to protect your fucking self. They going to have something. So it's not everybody that has a gun and out here buying guns to, to cause a mass shootout and, and, and mess up shit. That's not what everybody buy guns for. When you do this gun law, and here's what they, these ignorant-ass politicians, this is what makes me so angry. When these stupid-ass politicians get up there and say this feel-good shit to play like they're trying to do something, right? What about these criminals out here 
And, I'm, and that's the only way I can say it, y'all. What if these goddamn criminals who got these hot-ass guns, stolen-ass guns, and all kinds of illegal guns they got, how you going to get their guns? By you pa- making a bill, a new bill, or whatever you're trying to do, a gun ban, you ain't you, them gun bans don't mean shit to them. It don't mean shit to them. Their guns are stolen. They, they, these guns, you're not affecting them. They still going to be able to shoot up. Right, it's a couple of streets behind me. This morning, I was at work, and I was seeing on the breaking news, uh, some teenagers got killed this morning. No, they didn't get killed. I take that back. They got injured, shot and injured this morning. Like three people got shot. Not too far from my house, like five minutes away. These guys ain't bought no A lot of these guys ain't buying no motherfucking guns. They didn't go through no goddamn credit check, background check to get these guns. So your background check, your credit check, your ban this, your ban that ain't stopping these guys, man. They ain't stopping them. And if you even tried, even if you did, they still make, they got other weapons. See, we think, goddamn it, not a guns are the only fucking weapons. Ask the UK. As other the other places that really don't. These people will find a way to kill your ass. See, this again, you see dumb ass again, and like somebody breaking your home. And most people have things to protect their family and their home. Everybody ain't got no guy walking around here with no guns and, you know, AR-15s and they, you know, walking around. I dare a motherfucker to fuck with me. Ain't, everybody ain't got that. Some people got pistols to protect themselves. Some people got guns. You don't even know they have them. I know guys got guns. They ain't have it. And one, and one thing, and I got a caller. I got a caller. Finna come at your caller. And one thing you, you made, you made a statement just that the American people want something to happen. The American people are asking for change. The American people ain't asking for. American people ain't asking them to do this shit. These these knucklehead ass politicians. Why I said American people ain't asking them? I go to work. When I go to work, I work with at least thirty guys. It's about at least about thirty of us. Never have I heard once, and we, we, we mentioned about these shootings, mass shootings, but never have I heard one time, and all of the black guys said one, he's a Hispanic guy. Not one time we all say, man, they need to do something about them motherfucking gun, bro. They need to do something about them goddamn assault rifles. They need to ban them motherfuckers. Not one time I ever heard them say, man, the government need to be doing something about these. Not one time. You know what we do talk about, though, that something needs to be changed? And sometimes I have to, we fight against brothers with that. Man, this shit going crazy in the hood, bro. This shit getting scared right here in the hood. They just robbed, here's something. They just robbed two elderly ladies at church the other day. Two elderly oh. at church. Y'all hear what I'm saying? We talking about Tyrone, Lil Ray Ray, Lil Nuki, them robbed two elderly ladies at church. See, that's what we in the black community are worried about. We ain't worried about no motherfucking what they're coming in here, no mass shooting, because we, the mass shootings that we talking about and we seeing, and when somebody's trying to go to the club, somebody's trying to go out and have a good time with their family, and then here's some old dumbass dudes, them in gang shooting, shooting up shit. That's what, that's what black people in, 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 in respective black communities are worried about. We ain't worried about no motherfucker coming in there, talking about no, with, no, no white dude with no AR-15. Hell, black folk did some, you know, some mass shoot. That's what we worried about. That's what we're trying to straighten out. So if 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 uh 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 Reverend Al Jr. and Lit Dr. Martin Luther King uh resurrected that dude with the Afro wanna be a Black Panther move, black, new Black Panther dude, 
If he really want to do something, why don't he speak to the ills that's happening in America? I mean, in, in Memphis, since he's from Memphis, where the goddamn murder rate keep going up every year, why don't he speak to the issues that's happening in Memphis? He ain't saying shit about what's going on in the killings that's happening on on these streets of Memphis. But he want to play because right. like something happened in Nashville. But but again, he a transgender went in there and shot up the church now and killed children. But he talking about transgender right when and there was another transgender that tried to shoot up some other day. Let me get it. Get call him here. Area code three one four. Area code three one four. Is this Sunray? Yes, sir. This is peace to you. How you doing? I'm trying to catch this voice. You know, this is Tianki. How you doing, man? I'll try. I'll try. And I really appreciate Tianchi, you, you what must you be think. psychic because I was thinking about you the other day, too. How you doing, brother? I'm doing fine. Yes, sir. Good I, is it okay if I help you out a little bit with some things on this subject? I feel free, brother. That's what this is for. Let me tell you. You talk about, you may mention in Chicago, and you're absolutely right. They don't give a damn about it what's going on in Chicago, nor do the black politicians that's in Chicago and other cities care. Let me give you some numbers. Yes, sir, From ahead, 20 brother. to 21, 4,875 shot, 745 murdered. From 21 to 22, 4,666 shot with about 761 murdered. Mm. You know what, Sunday? And this year so far, you've got right at 3,000 shot. In the year that I keep track, based on what the newspaper print comes out of the newspaper, with over 570 murders. You know what? Wow. Ain't no white police officer shot, not one of them. Whoa. Not one. And see, <clears throat> this thing that's going on with Memphis with these two guys, these two guys are it's silly. Yes, sir. They are silly. Because they're being used. Just look That's at the it. people around them. You got Joanne Bates. Joanne Bates, that real short-haired white woman, look like a lesbian. She go all the way back to the 1964 March on Washington. She was up there on the stage. Mm. Then you got the white woman that did not get kicked out. She's the one vote from. She's walking hand in hand, arm in arm, like they're going to get married. Every time you see the photo ops. Yes, sir. So they are being exploited. It started off with kids being concerned. Then now, you know, like Malcolm used to always say, they always come along, these progressives, and lead the daggone movement in another direction. You got gays and lesbians joining in and every other daggone, uh, every other ideology that you can think for. So, young man, let me tell you. We ain't giving up our weapons. The Constitution of the United States is carved in stone. It protects you from the federal government, and the Bill of Rights protects you from the states. And you know what? Actually, the states control the federal government. That's where the federal government gets its power, but they don't do it like they should. So you can talk about all these shootings and stuff. And I leave my gun lay at the foot of my bed. I wake up the next morning. It ain't shot me in the foot. <laughs> yes, sir. But you got to look at these people. So you talk about something got to be done. Let's get rid of these people. And I hate to say it. I hate to say this, but the face of that type of criminality or homicide and that is a black man, 
of black men, and it's not all of them because you got a lot of them out here doing some damn good things. They don't get mentioned, but they got to protect themselves too from some fool trying to kill them. That's right. Anyway, I'm going to let you get back right, to your so, show. Sorry. Oh, stay, you can stay on with it, Pionk, and I'm glad you did. I sure was thinking about you the other day. I'm like, man, I, well, Pionk, I hope I hear, hear from him. But go ahead, Justin. I'm, I'm going to leave you open up, Pionk. We need your voice. Go ahead, Justin. All right. So, like, uh, things happen all the time here in my city where you'll hear a rapid amount of shots, and then you turn on the news, some guy was shot 70 times. How do you shoot somebody 70 times, and why do you need to? I'm just asking the question. Um, we, the, in you the know hood, why they, they shoot got all somebody these... 70 times? Because the idiot no, that's shooting a gun don't know how to shoot. That's why. And he just they know how to shoot, or them. they don't. They look like they got a good, accurate aim. They can shoot them 70 times. I mean, like, that's pretty good. Uh, marksmanship, but who 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 got who got who was doing the shooting, and who did he shoot? People people with these guns, like these young fellas, who not, get a hold not, to these ones that can shoot all these times. But I'm talking about see what we're looking at. What what like what what we're saying, bro? Is this these same progressive, like they're progressive and and democratic liberals. What they're trying to do always play like they're they so concerned about this, the gun shootings and, and like I said, it only happens when you know like a mall gets shot up, like I said, a church or something place like that, and you know that's when they come out. But like I said, when it's happening in record numbers on the street, and these are guns now, still again now they got these guys out here now carrying assault rifles shooting at each other. Anytime you want to look up, nobody man was shot seventy times. They don't say nothing. I didn't mean to touch you up. No, I'm, I'm, I hear you, but we just trying to explain our point. Yeah. What we're saying, they don't say nothing. Like Pionki gave you the main, them staggering records, and I've seen the record that they showed like in Chicago. It was more murders in Chicago than it was in in the whole war of Iraq. That's a, and we talk like about I was America. Explaining last week, we're not too far off from the Chicago numbers here in Philly. So, but where's you know, the outcry? It, it, where's the outcry? Where's the where's the uh, well, uh, uh, protest against that? Where's the men in the community? Where is the men? These women raising male boys to be male, they ain't men because men would take care of their community. So where is the men? Oh yeah, you can't do that, Pianki, no more because, uh, like Black Lives Matter said, uh, you can't have a nuclear family. They're against that. You can't have a nuclear family. Mm-mm. And that's where the that's, men went. They, that's against the, the government against is the, the woman's man. The government's the woman's man. They get rid of their man to get some money. So that's 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 your nuclear family now. You got women raising boys. And all they turn it into be is males. Then they get pissed off because they can't find a good man for her. Well, mm-hmm. you raised him. Yes, sir. And then you got this dude. We talk about Pearson. He talking about let's pray to the to the woman God. Let's pray to the woman mother God mother so and so. I got the damn idiot. Thing, and then they join about the to trend. they join on to that. They join on to the legislature. But you got mm-hmm. rules. You got the fuck. You got rules. I don't care what you, you join the Nation of Islam, you got rules. If you join the Boy Scouts, you got rules. No matter what you join, you got rules. You ain't supposed to be going up in there leading an insurrection. 
hollering over a bullhorn? Would you like that to happen at your church? No, sir. <laughs> and see, that's the point that's being made. People looking at it like they did something. No, they went in there, brother. They violated the rules. You can't go in there with no bullhorn. Like I said, if you want to be an activist, okay, be an activist. Go somewhere else and be an activist. But we voted you. I didn't vote him in, but people voted here in this city for him to be to represent them, be the voice for them on a political level. Get some, you know, some fundings down here for projects and things they need in their community. Not for you to go up there, man, acting like you, like I said, you a damn resurrected, born again Black Panther member. No, you go join the new Black Panther Party. You want to do all that or whatever else, Black Lives Matter, whatever kind of activist group. You go do that. They have a group out there for you for that. But when you're a politician and we send you to Nashville or Washington, D.C., we, re- we expect you to represent us and our – because we got, we got taxes that we got to pay, and we don't want to be paying all these doggone taxes, high taxes, all, everything. God, damn. But anyway – And you know what else, Sunray? Yes, sir. So <laughs> something like this can happen. Here come these daggone Negroes like James Clyburn. You got Shelly Lee out there in California. I don't know if she's still in policy, but she groomed oh, no. that one guy with the slick, with the process type hair. No. I think he came from Oak. She groomed him. So that's what's going on. And Corey yes, Bush sir. up there in St. Louis, who every other word she want to mention, she talk about white supremacy and racism. Yep. Why? Because they buzzword. They get people excited. They don't know Man. why they're excited, but they get excited. And when some of these people see a march going on, they damn near have an orgasm. I got to get in this. Mm. The on it. Hey, let me, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me do something here. Now, you you guys are saying different things about um, having the right to own guns and to protect your house and all this stuff. Now, countries that don't have or have it where their citizens can bear arms and do everything, then those people aren't being overtaken, have not even been threatened by their country's government that they're going to come in and um, – put them in encampments or do something bad to their citizens. Name, um, name, give us an example so of what many country. Huh? Give us, give us an example of what country you're talking about, for instance, so we can know. Uh, the United Kingdom, for instance. That's, that, that, you know, that's the whole, like, uh, what you call uh, uh, England, Great Britain, the United Kingdom. What about oh, Venezuela? Man. They're right down in our neighborhood. Venezuela, too. Venezuela what about too. Australia? Venezuela, Austria. they burned they down. Australia they under, under a tyranny. Uh, but here's the Austria thing. Has, I'm a, I'm uh, Australia, a, <laughs> but, but Australia are, has I'm some of the States most strict too. gun laws in, in, in the world. And and let me tell you, I'm gonna make I'm it easy for, for you, brothers. Hold on, I'm gonna make it real easy for you, Pianchi. Hold on. They country one built now. With, uh, with gun you laws. ain't gotta ask me much because you can do your own thing. Because it's only three countries in the world currently have a constitutional right to own a gun, and that's the U.S., Mexico, and Guatemala. Six other countries 
used to have a constitutional right to bear arms, but they've since repealed those laws. The U.S. is the only country with a right to keep and bear arms with no constitutional restrictions. Everybody else got you some know gun why? laws. You and know why, everybody Tom? else country you know why, not to, is not killing each other like we are in this country. Let me tell you something. Because we don't you have any restrictions. You are saying Everybody else country is cool. Ain't nobody killing each Ain't other all crazy in other countries. You are, you are still saying it wrong. Let me tell you how it goes. Your right to protect yourself comes from God. That's an inalienable right. That's right. God gives not only you, it gives ants, it gives animals, it gives the cells in your body with your immune system. When you ejaculate in that female and as your spermazoids start trying to swim up to her cervix to get in, her immune system is attacking it, trying to kill them. God gave you the inalienable right to protect yourself, not man. But the United States Constitution with two phrases in the Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia and the right to own and bear shall not be infringed. You can go back to it the dictionary be. of the it 16th century and the word still it be. the thing. It need to be. It need to be. God damn it. With justice. Here, here, here's the thing. See, here's about America. Here's one thing about America. You have the freedom to carry a gun, buy you a gun. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But just because you don't want to, you can't tell nobody else they shouldn't have. Especially when they are responsible gun owners. Now, this is what we talk about, responsible gun owners. Now, again, the biggest problem in this country with the guns that we talk about, the violence, are from people who have probably stole these guns, shouldn't even have no doggone guns, who are going out doing these crimes. Like I said, again, when we in Hood, USA, brother, these people, they're not doing They're not trying. They got guns for bad intentions anyway. But most respectful people who purchase the guns are not out here. Now, if I was able, because I, I really can't obtain a gun because I do have a felon. But if I was able to have a gun, now, at one time I did. I was able to. I bought a rifle. Now, I didn't go out here and start shooting up. Now, in my days, I was wild as hell and doing stuff, was doing that kind of crazy stuff. But when I had, I got sense in my head, I bought a rifle because of what? To protect my home. I didn't take it out to the house to go and try to do harm to nobody. I bought it to protect my family in case somebody, intruders or anything, came in. And I prayed to God then. I hope I didn't have to shoot anybody. So it don't, bro. You know, so I'm going to tell you something. All this stuff don't, bro. It's, go ahead, Brianna. If somebody me. done something in their past life and they don't serve their uh, payment to the society, they need to be afforded a complete constitutional protection. I wish. You can't change <laughs> that constitution. You can amend it, but it takes yeah. three quarters of the states to amend it. It's two ways to amend it. You can amend it with true Congress. Or people themselves can amend it through Article 5 Constitution of States Amendment process. And that's going on now as we speak. So what you're going to have is this. And I'm for this. I think states need to draw their lines. They need to draw their lines. If you don't like what goes on in this state, go someplace else. Sheila Jackson Lee there in Texas is trying to pass a national gun law. I don't want you to pass no gun law that's going to control. I don't live in your district. 
Just be concerned with the people in your district. That's it. And that's why I said, dude, he ain't he ain't down here in Memphis. I didn't even know I didn't even know him until I saw that on the news. I didn't even know Pearson until I saw that on the news. Hell, I'm here in Memphis, and I and I, I don't stay too far from downtown. Hell, I don't even know him. Never heard of him before. Until he's been recruited. Yep. He's Never been recruited by them old dinosaur politicians and black politicians. He's been schooled and coached. And he's probably been promised because, you know, uh, your state reps only get about twenty three dollars or $24,000 a year. Hell, it ain't no money. So they come mm-hmm. in with amb- those, other than walls that's dedicated, they come in with these ambitions that they're going to be elevated higher. That's what they come in there with. That's it. They're getting them little. Getting them little funds. You know who paying George Soros paying them real good. That boy giving out some good checks to him. You're yeah. absolutely right. You got Soros and other people from many different factions that's been trying to destroy the fabric of the United States for a long time. And you know, it ain't nothing new because they used to use black. The communists used to use black back in the days of the boys. The boys was a communist. A whole lot of times back then. Hold up, Mr. Pionki. I got to call you Miss Pionki on that one. Hold up. Could you please, you said a, you said a word I was going to play. Hold up. He was a what? Did you say a, could you say a C word? The boys was a communist, and the communists have been trying to entertain blacks for a long, long time. You know, it was a communist party that represented the Scottsboro Nine. Those nine boys that some white women lied on them and said that they raped them, the NAACP wouldn't represent them. It was the Communist Party. That's, see, that, see, now, that's, that's what I was going to do, the Communist. And see, that's what I was going Mr. Pionk, that was a video. I mean, it's a documentary, and a brother has out. And uh, there's some, I think there's conservative brothers. And they got one called Uncle Tom. Is Uncle pa- Uncle Tom Part One and Uncle Tom Part Two? Is Uncle Tom? Um, ah man, I can't can't even. Uh, every time I get ready to see it, I can't get it out. That's part, part three. I think there's a Part Three. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, man, I know. You know a movie be. you need I, to watch. It's a documentary. You know, you know there's, a, there's a there's a movie on YouTube called Athens, Tennessee, 1946. I don't know that one. Athens. Tennessee, and you know you got a town in Tennessee called Athens. Okay. Athens, yeah, Tennessee, Watch that. Watch that movie. Mm. It's on okay. YouTube. See what, those, see what those returning soldiers done coming out of World War II when they went back to the town and the politics was loud. Oh, there wasn't man. no black folks in the town. He was all white. Mm. See what them white soldiers done when they came back to Athens, Tennessee. And they seen the corruption that was going on. Mm. Yes, sir. And Mayor Pionki, with this documentary was going, and that, it was another thing uh, on YouTube called Anarchist USA. And what they were showing in this, these are brothers and well, is different ones. People put it together. And what they were showing were, and, oh, and I, I said I was going to mention it for Dr. King. They were showing that a lot of these. People like we see with Black Lives Matter are trained Marxists. And I got an article I was going to probably read about that. They are trained Marxists. And most right. of them uh, uh, have been pushing. They was even saying even with Dr. King uh, was pushing like socialism on the people because you, I looked it up and I was watching the documentary. I was like, damn. So I looked it up and even the two so-called Caucasian 
uh, uh, founders, co-founders, founder and co-founder of the NAACP were both socialists. It's like, whoa. The NAACP is one of the most ratchet companies. Hey, they, they, now they do some good things. I ain't going to lie. But let me give you an example. They just took, they just took uh, money from Wells Fargo. Okay. Mm. $50 million. All right. Wasn't Wells Fargo included in a reparation suit that was heard in Chicago? They also, J.P. Morgan. I mean, no, Sachs. Uh, no, no, I can't think of it. Sachs. They just put $10 million aside for black women businesses. Okay. What about the black male? Right. What about That's the black right. male? That's right. Another thing. They said for black women businesses. What did Joe Biden say when time was coming around to elect, I mean, to uh, nominate a Supreme Court justice, Miss Jackson. The next Supreme Court justice is going to be a black female. So that means no. that them two been talking. Yes, sir. Facts. And also Joe Biden. And if you just pay attention to what you hear, you'll be able to put these pieces of the puzzle together. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, man, yeah, we like I said, we gotta look at this there, brother. We've been hoodwinked and bamboozled Malcolm told us. Here's something, um right fast, this is an article that was an interview well, it's called Black Lives Matter co founder described herself as a trained Marxist. Now this was from the New York Post, uh, back on June the twenty fifth, two thousand twenty. It says, uh, what's her name, uh, uh, Colliers, she's 36. She says she's a protege of Eric Mann, a former agitator of the Weather Underground Domestic Terrorist Organization and spent spent years absorbing the Marxist-Leninist ideology that shaped her worldview. It says, we are trained Marxists. We are super versed on sort of ideology theories. I think that what we really try to do is build a movement that can be utilized by many, many black folks, as she said. But I'm just highlighting. I got some highlighted, highlighted parts on here. And um, skip down. And here's something else, last part. It says, it also expressed. It also expressed, talking about what she was talking about, Black Lives Matter. It also expressed its appreciation for the works of the U.S. Communist, Communist Party, especially the yeah. Black Communists, as well as its support for the great work of the Black Panther Party, the American Indian Movement, the Young Lords, the Brown Beret, and the Great Revolutionary Rainbow Experiment of the 1970s. They're just some parts I highlighted because I want to meet, read it. But one part... Well, you know who back, else was a Marxist? Who was that? Angela Davis. Angela, and uh, communist. Angela Davis. Um, and she was a part of the Black she Panther Party. She just got shot. Yeah, she was the Black Panther Party. She just got shot when uh, Henry Gates came up with some DNA evidence to show that her forefathers were settlers that came to this country, white, mm. and had slaves. Dang. Wow. Wow. And Mr. Bionk, you know what I thought about, I was thinking about, because I, I, I remember hearing about the Black Panther Party 
and why the FBI and everything was they had, you know, sentiments of the black communists. Uh, I mean, not black communists, other the communist party and reading out what they was being on investigation, such as Dr. King. But I was thinking about uh, what's her name? Tupac's auntie, uh, Shakata Shakur. I can't even pronounce her name. You know, y'all know who I'm talking about. Yes. And, and why she McIntyre. What, what was her other name, though? Shakur? Her name was Shakur. Chelsea McIntyre. She over in Cuba. Uh, that's her name. Yeah, and, and what are they? Yes. And they are communist party, aren't they? A communist, a social. What are they? Social. What are they? Yeah, they got that. They got that leaning. Yes, they do. I tell you, somebody else has that same leaning with the uh, Republic of New Africa. They want five southern states. And you know the mm, funny yeah. thing about that, Benny Thomas, who was heading the uh, January sixth commission, was a sympathizer for the, the Republic of New Africa. Wow. You're going to show you how lousy this stuff is, man. See, for people like this young man with you now, he ain't never heard none of this stuff. He ain't never honest. heard none of that. But somebody I, like myself, and there's some more of us out here, we mm-hmm. remember that. You know the funny thing? We supposed to be dead, Sunray. Yes, and Pionki, when well, you mentioned the New Republic dead. of Africa, I actually became a citizen of the New Republic of Africa. You know, Mama I Pearl, know all about the Mario you know, Delhi. Chukwe yeah. Lumumba, the father, and I don't know if the son's a member. Yeah. Are y'all there? She's still in Louisiana? Yeah, I wasn't old enough, you know, with the with the other ones, but Mama Pearl brought me in, you know, on um, couple, it's been a couple of years ago now, though. She brought me in. Yeah, I remember Mama in. Pearl. Yeah, and, and she was a part of the New Republic, and I became a member of the New Republic of Africa. And I, what you were saying, though, I saw a lot of that, and they was mentioning about the New Republic of Africa, and I was looking up some stuff about communism, and I saw that even on some stuff. But, you know, I want to throw out something since you're on here. Uh, I was, like, like I said, thinking about Dr. King again, and it was a documentary. Like I said, I was talking about this Uncle Tom thing they went into. But I was just thinking about something today. You know, they tell us about Dr. King and how the FBI was watching him. And, and they make us think that even he got assassinated. And that's just my mind, y'all. Just, don't, don't take this said this is uh what it really was but they was said they had been watching him and constantly looking at him because he was espousing a lot of things and has ties to uh some you know communists and and, and socialist you know ties and whatnot ideology and stuff right and they said that they had been monitoring him and all of that so when i think about what these people are doing, like even what we're saying now, we read about the Marxists and how they have, you know, uh, uh, domestic terrorism ties, ties these organizations. And I was like, and I was wondering, I'm like, damn, is that why they really actually killed him? Not for just mm. about liberating black people. Is that why they killed him? Because they thought that something he was really trying to push some socialist movement to overthrow America or coming against America. I'm like, Mm. It just made me think about it today. I was just thinking that. That was just something in my mind, y'all. Like, let, me, let, me, um, let me just say this. Pianchi, uh, he said that uh, the young man with you right now didn't know about the Republic of New Africa. And three weeks ago, remember, Ariad, that I did report in the Black History Moment that in 1968, the Republic of New Africa, which seeked a black-controlled land base in the United States, was founded in Detroit, Michigan in 1968. Yeah, it was founded by Mario Obadelli and, and them guys. He's dead now, but, but I knew Mario. I knew Chuck Ray Lumumba. Okay. I'm just but saying, let me like, say something. King was honest. 
King was honest in what he was trying to do. But if I think now Joe Brown, Judge Joe Brown knows more about this than probably the average person, and he can speak more eloquently on it. But I think it was the some white racists and like the uh, Citizen Council that uh, had him or took a part in having him killed. But I can't talk about it like Joe. But I tell you one thing. King didn't have nothing to do with no communists. King was honest and sincere in what he was trying to do. Mm. Now, do I like everything he was trying to do? In the front of, and from how he was trying to do it, I can say this. For the times, he done the best he could. See, you got to remember that. For the times that you're in, you can only do so much. And that's, that's it. it. Hey, hey, I'm glad that we got an elder on that, you know, he he understands history and respects our history and didn't even trash Dr. King. He just said that he had his time to do what he could do in his limited time, and and it was it was appropriate for the time. Right, Pianchi? That's right. And see, Sunray, you don't change some, too. Because oh, oh, that's what happened. The longer you live, you're going to grow, and you're going to develop, and you're going to become seasoned. And what really kicks it off is when you see something today that you remember you saw decades ago. And you see that circle. You hear them names. Yes, sir. And, and, and Brother Pionk, Sarge was on here last week, and I got to say this on Sarge listening. He's but a I great really person, too. I really appreciate both of you brothers. Um, for, you know, when y'all were around, you know, we used to, you know, air it out. We used to gotta go back and forth with y'all guys. But you know what? It, even when we would tell some people, I'm glad y'all brothers are still around and still trying to, you know, um, teach the people whether we disagree with it right now. But see, like I said, there comes a time. I remember Elder told me that you might not, no, Dr. York, you say that you might not agree with it right now. Later on. It might it might be not be your time right now. He said you're at a place right now. This is where you're supposed to be, and like right now, like like and I, like I've grown, I've grown, and I look at a lot of things. But I'm glad you know that it was some things y'all was trying to tell us. And it, at the time when I was all in this black, like that's why I know I can speak to a lot of this because I was in all that black power, all this you know that feel good stuff. But when I started really looking at a lot of this stuff and started seeing a lot of how people were moving and doing certain things, I'm like, man, you know what? a lot of bull. I'm sick of this. I started putting my time into all this crap, man. And I started looking, and I didn't really care about politics. They were like, man, forget all that part. But I ain't gonna lie. It took Trump. And I I gotta say it. It took Trump. Oh, I really gotta play something, too, while on here. I gotta say it's a play this little quick clip, too. But it took Trump and listen to sister like um, uh, Candace Owens and things and hearing a lot of stuff, just listening, just being open-minded to listen. I'm like, what they saying make a lot of damn well, sense. Well, you know, it, it, you, you're absolutely right. See, what we're talking about, son, we're talking about human beings. Human beings do things. I don't care what color skin they have. See, skin color is not related to kin. Because mm. I can tell you some stories, mm. point out something. But you're talking about human beings. Learn, you know, you can read history, you can read the Bible, learn how to read people. people that is your most greatest reading experience and accomplishment, how to read people and the circumstances that we create. Yes, the things that happen in history, we have no control over. 
But a lot of the things that happen in history, if it didn't happen, we wouldn't be here today. Mm-hmm. They happen for a reason. Why? Nobody actually knows. But they happen for a reason. And guess what? Wait till the things that's going to come from this day on that's going to happen, and you're not going to know exactly why they happen. But mm-hmm. you're in a position now where you can get a better grasp and understanding of why they happening. Yes, sir. I'm going to have to get out of here, man. Yes, sir. And, and, and Priyanka, let me say this to you, brother. I, I, I you know, I know you, you know, you, 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 big man. You, you say, you, and they say the Jamaican say, you big mind. <laughs> but I, I really have to say, I appreciate you, brother, for all the years you have been trying to school us. And I, and I apologize for any, every, every, any time that I ever went off on you because all the thing you was trying to do was enlighten us. So I really appreciate you as an elder uh, for trying to enlighten your younger brothers. And I, I really do appreciate you. I really do. That's my job is to pass on to you what I've learned and what I've accomplished. That way you won't be starting off at square one. You're supposed to build off your people. You build off of them. You don't go, if you're going to build a car, you wouldn't go back to a Model A Ford. You build (laughs) off the latest technology that they have today. So that lies within people. And that's one thing that's missing in family. You don't have what's called intergenerational assets that can pass on and help raise those kids. I'll see y'all later. Yeah, right. Appreciate that for y'all again. And, and right. I play this little thing. You know what, man? And, and too, right, right fast before I play this the other little clip. Always, even with Sarge, I wish Sarge had a came, but I wanted to tell him this last week. Even we used to go at it with Sarge. I always used to like Sarge call in, though, man. We used to go in. i like, man, I like when dude call. I used to tell Eric, I, just like, I said, man, I like when he call in. Even though we used to dispute with him. I said, man, I like when dude calls. They've introduced me to their children. Let me see. 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 He said, they used to love me when I was a Democrat. But check it out what he said. Okay. He used to love me when I was a Democrat. And a special hello to all of you in this room who have known and loved me for many, many years. The politicians. They've had me to their homes. They've introduced me to their children. I've become their best friends in many instances. They've asked for my endorsement and they always wanted my money and even called me really a dear, dear friend. But then suddenly decided when I ran for president as a Republican that I've always been a no good, rotten, disgusting scoundrel. And they totally forgot about me. But that's okay. And that is a, that is a true clip. Everybody Blacks included, you should always, you know, be around, dude. Jesse Jackson, y'all go look up on YouTube what Jesse Jackson said. This man has done more for black people than anybody. And then all of a sudden, he ran as a Republican. He ran several times as president, but he ran as a Republican this time. All he's the, all he's Satan. He's racist. He's so, and this is really how they played black people again. Like we take a black polity, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, black identity politics. This is why I keep saying again, as Pianki even mentioned about skin color, skin. 
We are allowing ourselves as so-called black people here in America to keep getting played over and over again because of this talk about your blackness. And it's like that, that, that woman in that earlier video was trying to chastise the brother and talking about he's privileged because he's saying, well, you know, I, but he, he had to tell her I, I am because she want to pretend, okay, um, you know, just are you black? I because she's trying to print, put maybe maybe what maybe what she's went through, right? Maybe she did have a hard time. It may be because of certain things in legislation she's trying to get passed. Maybe she's trying to pass some as LGB policies. It's like they said down in Florida with uh, Governor DeSantis and things she's trying to do, uh, uh, being in undisguised as uh, talk about. Um, you know, their curriculum they tried to have, and you're trying to disguise LGBT and this feminist doctrine under disguise of um, black history. And they're like, uh-uh, no, we ain't doing that. Oh, no, hell no, we ain't going to pass that. So, and that's why your bill getting passed. But you will come out to the public, other black people, see, I've been trying to get bills passed. They don't want to pass my bills, but you're not telling the people the truth. Why are they not trying to pass your bills? It's not they don't want to. You got to go and straighten that up. Take that part out. We don't mind. Hey, y'all want to have point. college <laughs> curriculums? We don't mind. See, this is what they don't be telling you, bro. You, and, but then mm-hmm. they'll go right on over here on the other channels. The Republicans will come out and tell you why they reject it. But you know what? Black people will never hear it because they'll never listen to Republicans anyway. They'll never want to hear their side of the story. They always tell you this is the two sides. They, they don't want to hear that. I ain't listening to them damn Republicans, them racist-ass Republicans. You see, this is what we keep getting. But again, I mean, people can do what you want to. You can keep doing what you want to. But I know I, I, I got to let Jessica get in here, too. We're going to go over anyway, y'all. We got two minutes and we're going over. Y'all can call in and listen to the Overtime Show at 563-999-3081. Uh, that's 563-999-3081. And I was thinking about something earlier, and I was driving home. And they say, you know, like people talk about um, racism in America and talk about racism, white supremacy. Well, I guess I guess the only people that's racist in America are the Republicans. It got to be. All the people that's racist in America are the Republicans, because there's no and reason I'm saying this, y'all, there's no way. That blacks in America, black people who vote in America can vote for Democrats. And the 85 to 90 some percentile for a racist party like the Democrats. So th- th- there's no way the Democrats could be racist because you wouldn't vote in the 85 and the 90 percent for a racist people. So the Republicans has to be, they got to be the only racist people in America, as far as when you talk about white folk. They got to be. It got to be. I mean, th- is that not is that not true? Y'all know I'm bull crapping on it, but but you think about <laughs> it. They always talk about racism in America, racism in America. But you will go out and vote ninety some percent, give your votes to to the Democratic Party, and most of them white, majority of them are white. So the Democrats. It's about the ideology. It's about the ideology. But they don't say that though. They just say, oh, so. Now I mean, think about it though. So the Democrats are not racist, or they the let oh, I forgot they the less of two evils. Well, I mean absolutely, and wow. so wow. for that for the for that matter, 
we we unify based on what our best interests seem to be. Even though we don't have an agenda, we still galvanize galvanize around the Democrat Party because it's an association with our legacy and our history uh, as far as having Dr. King be the person in the forefront as the leader of the civil rights movement, which led for us having the right to vote collectively and across the country. And so for us to have a certain uh, attachment to the party for those purposes and those reasons is the reason why you might you might say, okay, yeah, Democrats think that the Republicans are the racist party. And it's not that the Republicans have, uh, before Donald Trump at least, haven't tried to uh, get some black people to come over and join the Republican Party. It was never a reach out or some kind of a uh, inviting of black people to join the Republican Party necessarily by anybody that was a politician before Donald Trump came into the party where he came in where people knew him as a businessman and a TV personality or a celebrity and he got you want popular. Uh, who said what? <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. Oh. I was playing in the background. Oh, okay, I thought that was uh, one of the things. But, no, uh, for him to, Trump, for, for Trump to uh, be where he is and, and get uh, the attention, uh, uh, that made me lose my train of thought somehow. I'm sorry, I only kind of lost my train of thought on what where oh, I was My bad, going. I was trying to queue up. I didn't know I had uh, the thing turned up, volume. Okay. Uh, I was going somewhere. Uh, (laughs) So at any rate, uh, what I'll say is uh, to bring it forward, uh, uh, overall, (laughs) see, I've kind of lost what I was saying. I I I know you were kind of saying something about Trump was trying to bring people to the Republican Party or something like that. Okay, now, see, that's all I needed was a small refresher. Sierra, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. All right, so, yeah, for that, thank you, because that did bring me right back on point. That's all it took. So, it, for, for you know, when Trump got in there and he's a celebrity, he's popular and all like that is what I was saying. I was going somewhere, and now I'm back in that car. And so <laughs> Trump. He got the attention of um, black people who uh, found interest in things that he was able to do in his career and his life as a businessman and had done a lot of favors for black people, and people didn't forget, and they realized that a man is somebody who – is not really what people think he is and they don't they don't see you know the bigger picture of who the man is so anyhow 
Trump was able to get people to cross the line and and to come off the what they call the Democrat plantation and step over on to the side that is going to be more, uh, you know, to uh, stand up against things that are more issues that deal with your morals, you know, that you feel that you should stand on issues that are more prominent instead of things that are just flaky and everybody just can just throw any mud in there and as long as find out whatever stick and then they go with it and then we're always left out or we're put back or we're we're the last ones that get our issues to be uh to be dealt with so over there you saw how trump was able to move things pretty quickly as he was the president and so uh i don't know i'm just kind of saying that uh, there's more right now, there's more people who are or uh, more people who are stepping over the fence and giving a, the Republican Party a chance instead of always going with the Democrat Party. But the Democrats, as black people, as, as you know, they vote the high percentage or the high percentile in the in the vote when it comes to voting for the president. Um, like I said, just because of the legacy that was left by Dr. King and our attachment to the party and that the Democrats have at least um, uh, accepted what we asked for the party to do in the favor of what we you know wanted for our communities or for our people in the country uh whatever it was i guess you know the democrats seemed to be the only party who was willing to listen to black people versus the republicans who seemed to not have our interests at all and seemed to be a racist party as far as things that they may have said or things that they did to our people um in different ways I remember this group called ACORN, and ACORN was some kind of a civil rights type of group, and they were deemed a bad group, and they were um, they were actually uh, tricked, and um, and they were they were made to look they were demonized and everything, and then they had to dismantle the whole operation or the whole group called ACORN. And they really didn't do something that what they were told that they or what, that they were said that they did. They didn't do it. But the media and all of these Republicans and all this stuff, they brought that group down because they were doing stuff for black people and they were doing things. But there's something about that Acorn group that they didn't like. Just like Black Lives Matter and any other type of black group, uh, they that uh, they don't like. They tend to want to destroy them. And they got rid of that acorn, but you know the Republican Party seemed to not have our best interests over the years. It seemed, um, you know, they didn't mail anything to my house or ask me to vote for them, and so not either. Can I say? They, and 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 why would they honestly? When you I mean, why wouldn't them, you want somebody's vote? 
Oh, I'm sorry. Because Go they, ahead. Go ahead. They already know you bought and paid for by the Democratic Party. Uh, if there's a history that that says that you, since what the fifty some odd years, that you only give them five percent of your votes, why would I waste my time trying to promote to you? And I and I hear you all the time. Not I'm just not you, but we hear you saying the Republicans are racist, like you're saying now. The Republican, you automatically saying the Republicans are racist. Instead of saying, let's look at the policies. It's about the policies. It's about policies. So why would I spend my campaign money? Why would I even waste my time trying my best to, is even even what Trump tried to try to appeal to black people, and still what happened? He was still being labeled a racist, still being this, and he was even he was even speaking to the violence that goes on in a lot of the inner cities, and he was even telling the people when you're allowing these. Uh, illegals, as he said, illegals to jump the fence and come over here. They're coming straight to your community. As y'all always talk about that you have limited resources, well, they're going to come in and take some of those limited resources you always complaining about. He even told you this, and then some of our leaders supposed they say the same thing about limited resources. But he was telling you this, but still again, I'm not going to vote for you. I don't want nothing to do with you. You're racist. And why are you a racist? Because you're Republican. Republicans are racist. So why would I spend any money or anything trying to even talk to you when I automatically know you're not going to you're not going to vote for me? You're not going to give me your but vote. It, but how did Trump steal away how many percent of the black vote as far as black men who crossed the line and black women who crossed the line and voted for him? Because How did he people, steal them away when the no, Republicans never could steal that many away? Because some of the people start waking up and start realizing the bullshit that was going on with the Democratic Party. That's why. That, that's just a few. But still it wasn't enough because what they say, Joe Biden got record numbers of blacks. So still wasn't enough. So no matter what, again, he didn't win, did he? So no matter how many, some that went over that way, it wasn't enough. But still, again, you, they, you're not going to get any Republicans going to, going to come in your neighborhood. They're not going to send you shit because it's a sort of, of, of 50-some goddamn years, brother, you've been doing this every time. And we maybe tried to reach, not saying we, but people have been trying to reach out to you, brother, and you ain't budged. It's like, man, you know what, bro, it, it, ain't, no, it ain't no sense. They know. You know, you know, you know they, they, all them people hang out with each other. They kick it with each other. So they know. You know, hell, Bill and, and, and the Bushes, them kicked it with each other and all that shit. They already know. Man, we got them motherfuckers, bro. We got them. Man, I, I, I bet you $50 you ain't going to win. You ain't going to. I bet you I get them. I, I bet you won't. But you already know. That's why Trump knew, too, because mm-hmm. he kicked it with it. That's why he said in the, in, in, the, in the video, y'all, they love, they all love me when I was a Democrat. They invited me over to the house. They they, they introduced me to their children. They asked for my money. They did that. He knew it. He, he he gave money to Hillary. They knew it. They all kicked it. So they know. He are, they already know the game. They know they got black people hook, line. Is this why, especially black women, they got black So, bro, it's, it's, it ain't nothing, man. I mean, it's, it's like it's a pitiful situation, but you want to just say, bro, it ain't no hope. You don't really want to say that, but it's like it really is. It's like damn near there's no hope. It's it uh what's the it was it was a singer. They need to be here for that one. 
Uh, I forgot her name. Uh, maybe Stacy Lattice off somebody. You just say it's gonna take a miracle. It's damn sure gonna take a miracle. <laughs> yeah. It's it's gonna yeah. take a miracle. And you look at and here I wish I had thought about said this earlier. I thought about it, but I wish I had said this earlier. And this whole this so called woke movement. If you really y'all look at this, um, and what's going on. They, are, I don't know if somebody have y'all experienced this. I have. I've been experiencing this, and I've been, been panicking. I don't know what I didn't know at first where this was coming from, but there's a lot of anger, uh, anger in the atmosphere in America. There's a lot of anger, and what I'm going is you look at even with this shit, like even with the, the Nashville and everywhere else. A lot of things on you know, political things, but they have caused this. They are causing this anger into the atmosphere and putting it out there and making this anger in people. I, I've I've been working. I was telling one of my coworkers. I said, man, I said, man, sometimes bro, I don't know why, man. I feel so goddamn. I be feeling mad, man, and angry, bro. Mm-hmm. It's like an yes, anger yes. spirit, bro, be on me. I said, bro, I ain't lying, man. I be I be pissed off and just be angry. And, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? And I started looking at this. I said, I, that's, I see where it's coming from. I know where it's coming. And even with, with our people is, I tried to talk to some of our people, and I was talking to one of my other brothers, and he felt, he felt the same way. And I was like, bro, I'll be trying to talk to, you know, you try to talk to our people and wake them up and uh, get them to realize what we're doing to each other. And sometimes, bro, I said, I ain't going to lie. I'll be saying this, bro. I'll be like, man, I can't stop. I can't stand these. I can't stand black folk, especially when we you trying to wake the people up, and then they go out and you see you see the news and you see what's happening in the community, and you like I can't stand their goddamn ass. That's when they do something. I can't stand their black ass. And, I ain't gonna you, lie, Aria. You, I ain't gonna lie. Did, I feel you, that way too a lot of times, man. I ain't gonna I'm lie. telling you, bro. I've said it, and you be like, damn. But what is this? I know I don't hate my people. But why why do I I feel this way? I'm telling you, bro, they have caused this anger spirit in this land. I'm just saying this land. It's an anger spirit. And that may be why I've always seen so much killing is more. It's an anger spirit. All this that damn like the, what they're doing with these damn fake ass protests and all and it's like everybody's mad. And it's causing everybody else to be there's a there's a um uh, video, bro. I don't even know should I play this or not. You, you can't really hear it, but yeah, I just play some of it. But this this was a video. <clears throat> it was a video, and this woman was in. Let me see. Oh, let me turn this thing back up. Jason, and that's why he gave up. Play it, y'all. Y'all hear it just a little bit. Let me see. Knuckle sandwich. According to the manager, this 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 was a target. This was at a target somewhere, and a customer was in there demanding reparations. From Target. Check this Are out, you kidding me? Nah, Statement. Uh, a cashier called over the manager where the suspect was kind of whispering, asking her to make reparations regarding her groceries of over $1,000. Now, in his video, he's saying that the customer was asking for Target demand, I mean, to give her reparations. She had $1,000 worth of groceries, and she was telling Kroger's to that's be her reparations if she get him that thousand dollar worth of groceries. 
Niger told the suspect that if she wanted a donation, she needed to call in the morning. This response led the suspect to become verbally aggressive, screaming, and forcing the manager to back into the cafe counter. A security staff member intervened and told the suspect to calm down before the suspect began backing him into the security office while screaming. Now they're showing a video. He's trying to get Inside away from the him. office, the security staff member punched the suspect in self-defense and then called the police. I'm probably... I'm probably wrong for laughing, but anyway, your take was was this punch justified or problematic? You know, maybe she was hungry, Jason, and that's why he gave her a knuckle sandwich. This is just crazy to me. And listen, I'm starting to think that the whole plan to shut down a lot of these mental institutions, it was on purpose so that they could then take mental instability and use it to push their agenda. What I'm seeing is people that would have been locked up or treated medically with some type of pill are now just running rampant and we're giving them these messages to kind of feed and fuel that. When you look at the person that shot the, the banker in Kentucky, he was 25 years old. How at 25 do you feel so oppressed and depressed unless that's being fed to you constantly on a consistent basis? We had kids walk out of the school, I think it was last week, you know, talking about gun violence. And me and some of the people that I graduated with, we were saying, it's not that we were like slow, right? Because we never did any of this type of stuff when we were in high school. It seems like we were even unaware of a lot of what was maybe was going on. And I thought to myself, I just think we didn't have this message of oppression that we were fed day after day after day. I think that we went to school, we learned exactly what we needed to learn to be productive citizens in the world, and we were actually told that we could be anything that we put our minds to. So it was about us learning and becoming smarter so that we could be great, opposed to thinking that our skin color, or even for myself, a, a female, my gender could hold me back. That's not what our teachers taught us uh, 20, 30 years ago. Now that's constantly being given to these kids. That's right. And this is a grown woman who I think, I mean, she looks like she may be 40-ish in her 40s, late 30s. You know, I'm probably being generous. But but you're right in terms of there's constant messaging. I would bet, and I hate to make generalizations without uh, knowing for sure, but I, I would bet this woman watches MSNBC on a loop. Mm-hmm. And I bet Joy Reid and Al Sharpton and that group of people on MSNBC are constantly feeding her about reparations and what she's owed and how she's oppressed and how she's a victim. She, she literally, let's play the clip of her saying that this was her Rosa Parks moment. Now, this is her Rosa Parks moment. Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat on a bus and sit in the blacks-only section. 
this woman is at Target with more than $1,000 worth of goods saying she wants reparations. Let's watch her make this demand about, or make these statements about this is her Rosa Parks moment. I decided to take a stand. This is my Rosa Parks moment, dude. Uh-oh. And now, let me turn this down. And she was talking to the police when she said that. She was telling the police it's a Rosa Parks moment. This is my Rosa Parks moment, dude. <laughs> then she says that you know she accuses the officer of being a gatekeeper holding her down. Let's play that. I, you know what you know what happened here. I know. I just watched the video. I asked to open a conversation, and he's still blocking me out, and you guys are protecting me. Ma'am, you chased the one employee all the way to the front, okay? You made contact with her body by pushing your body into hers. I just watched it clear as day on the video. Okay. He then came out, and you followed him all the way back here. Okay making him fear for his safety. You backed him into an office and you got hit in the face, unfortunately. When people are backed into a corner, they can choose, no, no, they can choose to do the right thing or they can choose to lash out. Hey, you were in the wrong here. There's still I there. held the line. You didn't hold and the I, line. No, no, I, I moved my line continuously. I asked, and when they did not respect, they were gatekeeping me, like the whole world has kept people. Well, you were free to leave at any time. Absolutely. But you didn't. Absolutely. So you amplify the situation. No, you want it When the laws are not right, you want it something. You'll make a stand for making change. If the laws are missed, the whole people down, you will fight for me, my community. And she's throwing up the black power fist as she's talking to the police, telling me I'll make it a stand. Now, check that. You will come for me. Okay. Let's go outside. Finally give you the chance right now. Just like before. You're, you're elevating the situation that doesn't need to be. It's already gone. It's not done. It's done. Absolutely not. It's gone. No, it's not. You're not. You're people that look like you are done trying to gatekeep people that look like me. No, ma'am. She's been radicalized. And, and I know this is humorous, but it's really sad. It, it, it's we have played such a horrible mental game on people and convinced them that this country and every white person they run into is a gatekeeper oppressing them. She accused an employee working at Target of being privileged and holding her down. I, I, it's sad what we've done and, and, I mean, you can look at the state of California. It looks like they're going to actually perhaps give people reparations. And so she she's being justified here by, you know, I don't know. I think this happened in Ohio. Uh, but she, she's being justified here by politicians all over the country, but particularly out in California, and by everybody on MSNBC. She's owed something. And... And all white people owe her something, even the ones working at Target. 
they all have a better life than her and they all, you know, are awesome and great. And if she could just have money, she could be like them. It's, it, this is like Al Qaeda and, and who the, all right, y'all, that's enough. That that video was uh, came from Fearless with Jason Whitlock. That's where that conversation in that video was from. It's sad, man. Now, he's right. She's been radicalized. Well, the, thing, the thing about what I was hearing her say <laughs> is uh, things that have to do with people who have mental conditions or mental illnesses. Uh, poor mental health uh, for her to do what she was doing for the black lady for her to yeah yeah for her to uh you know to do what she was accused of being of doing and for her to even admitting to what the officers saw on video and everything that happened and for her to have her own perspective that wasn't that didn't fit the narrative of what was going on and her her whole made up thing about her wanting to have some type of a reparation at the counter that doesn't even make any logic any any common sense any kind of sense for her to you know and nobody else is coming to the store to do that so for you to be the only person would say that there's something going on upstairs that ain't quite right there's a screw loose and and I find that in a lot of sisters yeah. that a lot of them have a lot of mental illnesses and mental conditions, and, and a lot of them have been diagnosed with different things, bipolarism uh, as one thing, and um, schizophrenia. Uh, they they have a lot of women have a lot of different issues, and they are going out in public. A lot of them have children. A lot of them work. Some of them don't. And so you're going to run into people who, if they're, if they're doing something that's crazy, then you should identify that, yeah, you know what, this is very abnormal. This woman obviously has some mental health concerns here and that, you know, she's not even talking to make any kind of sense of what her actions even did and her actions don't make sense in a real sense of the world, the way the world works. So we, as a, a society, when we come upon people who really are just just out of their mind, then we should take a step back and realize what we're looking at and what we're dealing with. And to, of course, you have to deal with what's going on and if the lady's getting hostile and, pushing people around and stuff like that, and then they're trying to assault the officers and all like that, and then to have her to say what she is saying, they should have been reading her her rights and then stopping her from talking altogether because everything that she said didn't make any sense. And at that time, she was need a lawyer or an attorney, as far as what you would say, to represent her uh, from there out or even someone who can step in as her uh, surrogate thinker or a person who can speak for her as a person who say, look, yeah, she has, uh, you know, bipolarism and she does these type of things, you know, occasionally when she's not on her meds. So 
you know, I, I, I can see these things. I, there's a lot of people who suffer from these kind of mental health issues and that, um, you know, a lot of people can't identify that that's what it is. They just want to demonize the sister. And um, clearly, no, nah, they weren't to trying me, to demonize. They weren't even picking on her. Uh-huh. Here's what we say, Justin. It, what the point of the video was about is how, as we're talking about, these damn woke black leaders, woke black politicians, and whoever else, this whole thing we hear on the media, especially like these, you know, MSNBC, all of these, CNN, them, every time you turn on the television on one of them outlets, Racism this, racism this. Like, I was playing a thing about the white. Like, even with the, okay, the guy, uh, 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 whatever his name, Peterson, whatever his damn name, he must Justin be, Peterson. He, he must have mental conditions then, right? Because he's going out saying the same shit. You listen to him, what he's saying, he's saying the same thing. So he must be mental. It's not about a mental, it's what these people are what they what again is what people being fed day in that's what he that's what they was making talking about when you're getting fed this stuff day in day out that's why i said again this anger spirit that's in this land because what we're seeing by these so-called leaders and politicians and everybody arguing and fussing and about this and it's this anger spirit it's like people like i said myself i'm like damn why am i feeling so goddamn angry What's, what's the hell is going on? I feel an anger, man. Like I want to just choke the shit out of somebody or something. Why? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be feeling like this. But it's mm-hmm. what's going on. And you're getting fed this. Day. That's why I told you I had to stop even listening to the, his, the Israelite brothers and stuff. I had to stop listening to them. I can't listen to them no more. Because you know why? I started feeling depressed. I, brother, I had to do analysis of myself. I started feeling depressed because why? Every damn time, every YouTube channel, I mean, every YouTube show or everything they got, you, 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 uh, uh, we oppress, we still in bondage, you still in captivity, you still this, you still that. And I'm looking at my life like, wife, I ain't, I ain't had no white person say shit to me. Not, I don't go out when I, I go, go out, I ain't no white people saying shit to me. Like, boy, get your ass over here. Boy, get out of my damn face. No, well, nobody saying nothing to me. I'm like, Damn, but I'm oppressed. But I'm oppressed. I'm hearing them, but I'm seeing in reality, I don't see it. I'm like, but that shit, just constantly hearing it, bruh. It's like, like you said, you're being around something negative all the time. It would affect you. Constantly hearing it, I'm like, bruh, man, I'm this shit. And I kept wondering, like, it's like a, like I said, you're like, like energy vampires. You be around a the motherfucker, they will suck your energy, drain your ass. So you're hearing this every day. They, they, in that documentary, one of those documentaries, they showed her like a, a little girl about four years old. I think she was four or something like that, four to five years old. Bro, she, you promised you would have thought, man, like uh, uh, Priyanka brought about Angela Davis. You would have thought she was a, resur- uh, a resurrected Angela Davis. She out there pumping up the black fist. She going at it, man. She was hardcore with it. Like what the hell she know about this being depressed and deprived at four years old, unless she's being trained this, she's been indoctrinated in this. She don't even really don't even know yet how to write a goddamn name just that good yet. 
But you, but you, mm-hmm. she got that margin. We being oppressed. We being just there's no peace. All that. I mean, man, with energy. And this is what what was being said in that video. And they constantly you keep hearing about reparations. This, so she even go to the store with that bullshit. And even the police, them like they just they didn't you know they didn't even they didn't even have a handcuff. They just had her sitting there and asked her nicely, "Come on, let's go outside." They said, "We're giving you a chance." They didn't put her. You watch it. You see the video, but the point was about. I, I was looking at it. I was looking at it. The right. point is about mm-hmm. the indoctrination, and that exactly was going on, bro. Most people have no clue they they saying shit they getting out here getting involved in shit they have no clue what's really going on when they had to live march down here in memphis black Lives Matter, they took over those bridges people don't even understand what the hell going on they just see large crowd like fuck it let's go down there dog <laughs> just laughing they high as hell they just going down just to get out just go down there they have no clue what's really happening and they don't really care they just see like, it's a large crowd just my chance to get out here and just act a fool they don't really know what's happening in society they don't really know what's going on like they they sheep led to slaughter that's true that's what's happening yeah. that's happening so this whole thing with dealing with trump again i get like pianki said again if they tell you like dog whistles cold words just keep on telling somebody i if i keep on saying telling you justice that hell, uh, some, a black man keep telling you a black man is racist. Black, keep telling you this shit day in and there. You might start believing that shit. I'm talking about a black man is racist. I might say Farrakhan is racist. Farrakhan is racist. Farrakhan is racist. Day in, day out, keep telling you that shit. You might start believing that shit if your mind is not stronger. <laughs> You're right. You might start right. believing that shit, and this is what they do right. because we trust. Sometimes we trust these medias. For the telling us the truth, as some of these politicians. But as as Al Sharpton, go ahead. Just like that, just like that uh, NAACP awards show they had, man, that was the wrong thing, right? And all the black people was behind that whole wrong thing. But well, yeah, I'm telling you, bro. You know what I'm saying? You had to slaughter. And not only that, the BET awards and all that stuff is the wrong thing. But that's the new African American culture. That oh, remember uh, uh um, we gonna we could no we we over a little bit. But let me ask you something, bro. I I, well, I already shared this with you, and I might go into something else on another thing on this though. But you were talking about we're well, going to the history, and this this deal goes into uh, we kind of talking about um, what the hell I be talking about victimhood. That's why I always, I always talk about this victim mentality. That even with that, this is why we're 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 failing as a people. Victim mentality, and always just they keep on making you think you can't succeed because of you black, you black, you this that, you know. But I'm, I'm but I'm just like <laughs> when I go out every day, I don't see shit that's holding me back because my skin complexion. I have more problems with other black people than I do with any so-called white people or Arabs or anybody else. I have more. If I do have problems, it's with my own. So I don't. I don't know what the fuck people be talking about no more. That's why I had to just just delete that shit out of my mind. You know, not to say it, it don't happen. It's not out here. 
but it, I don't see it on a goddamn constant daily basis when no white person or, or this American racist system is trying to hold me back. I, I don't fucking see it. I used to believe all that bullshit till I woke up one day. So I woke up one day and seeing hell, I'm mm-hmm. having more of this shit from other motherfuckers who telling me this shit, the ones who trying to get over on you. Mm. But in a nutshell, but reading I'm going here. I know me and you always we, we shared this off air. Uh let me let me let me pull I gotta pull this up. Now, brothers and sisters, we we heard the story about everybody heard the story about Black Wall Street, right? We all heard the story about Black Wall Street. We all heard it. And I wish I had brought this earlier. And I'll bring it out another because I wanna really I want to do a video and show this. But we heard about Tulsa, Oklahoma. Justin, but before, you know, me and you discussed it, did you know that they had rebuilt Tulsa, Oklahoma? And not like until Wall I watched Street. that video. I, I didn't either, bro. Uh, I, yeah. I didn't either, y'all. And see, this was it. Did we know this, brothers and sisters? Did, did, how many of y'all knew that, brothers and sisters, that they actually rebuilt it? The walk, the, the um, that district, some of that district. How many of y'all know this? Because we always get told, see, the white folk, bro, they hated on us, and they burned it down, bro, because they were hating on what we were doing. But I had never heard anybody elaborate and said, well, even though they burned the bound, see, our people were so uh, resilient, they built that motherfucker right back up. So you can't stop black folk, man. You can't stop us. I ain't never heard that. I never heard it. I'm trying to pull up the Until I watched back. Uncle Tom Part 1. Yes, sir. And I'm actually looking at looking it up. This is this was uh, Fox, Fox 25, Fox 25. Mm-hmm. It said, we got your back. I don't know where this from. This is an article that I've seen. I pulled up. Uh, it was like a, a June the 2nd, 2021. It says, 100 years, the rebuild of Black Wall Street. Now, they might, oh, yeah, they trying to build it back now. No, 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 no. I'm just going to read y'all some of it. It says, um, I'm trying to see where to start exactly, where to start. I'm just going to head to the meat of it. It says, uh it's just, let me, let me go, hold on, let me see where the hell it started. Okay, let me just go back here. Okay, it says the residents rolled up their sleeves and used their own resources to restore Greenwood District with no resistance, with no assistance, excuse me, from the city, state, and county. It says Black Wall Street was the most prominent black-owned district in 1921. It was rebuilt. You hear what it said? It was rebuilt by the black community by 1925. Wait, we ain't never heard that, though. It says that history that many people are still unaware of. Now, this is Fox saying this, y'all. That is it's just, this is not only Fox saying this. Y'all can find the history. This is just one of the websites I pull up and save. It says that that history that many people are still un, um, unaware of. It says the American Red Cross said the revitalization included 764 homes, 51 buildings, seven churches, and two filling stations. You know, you call it fillings or service stations. It says Greenwood literally raises from the ashes, and it's bigger and better 20 years after the massacre. Bigger and better 20 years. The Greenwood Cultural Center says that by 1942, the district had 250 businesses, exceeding the number of businesses before the massacre. Before the massacre, y'all. You see this? 
Unfortunately, Black Street, I mean, I said Black Street, Black Wall Street faced various hardships after rebuilding. But y'all hear this. Why don't these mother-sucking black leaders, these black so-called goddamn historians, just all we want to tell us shit, why the fuck they ain't never told us this, y'all? Excuse my language, but why the hell ain't never told us this shit? Because, again, they got to keep you making you think that you were fucking victim. You can never achieve nothing in America. White folks ain't going to let you build a goddamn thing because you know why? You ain't building shit like Black Wall Street tonight, today, and you have the opportunity, more opportunity, more freedom of choice than they did, but you ain't doing sh- I ain't talking about y'all out there, but most black people, we ain't doing shit. I'm going to fuck it. I'm going to go on a limb. We ain't doing shit, and we got the opportunity, but making the goddamn excuses. I'm going to bring this up on the show Saturday. All these billionaires and millionaires around here, and we ain't got, we ain't built no, we ain't built it. But they always tell us, they burned down Wall Street. But let me, this is the part I'm going to go back to right fast. It says, after the, when they burned it down, right, it says, white banks would not lend money to the survivors. And, and, and certainly the city did not provide restitution. It says, but then, but the residents rolled this. That's when they go back and say, but the citizens roll, the residents roll up their sleeve and use their own resources to restore the Greenwood district. See, that's what I'm saying. They were resilient, even though, even with the white folks back then, the white owned banks, they didn't want to lend them the money. They was trying, they didn't, they, they didn't even want to, um, uh, 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 pay them off on the insurance claim. They tried to do all that. They had lawyers came in. They had a, a, a white lawyer came in from Alabama to even help them fight and, and, and you know, to try to get them to uh, pay their insurance claims and stuff off. They didn't want to do it. They didn't want to give it to them. But our brothers and sisters back then, y'all, in the thick of Jim Crow, that's why I always bring up why I come in, in, in the thick of Jim Crow they was able to achieve these things when they knew racism was thick. And we sitting our ass around here today. We sitting our ass around here today and not being and not doing the things that they are doing, that they done in the thick of racism. And we hollering about some goddamn racism, white supremacy. Ain't nobody fucking with you. But you ain't doing shit. You you killing your own, you do, destroying your own shit. There's black businesses that try to be built, and they keep, like I said, uh, uh, not too far from where I live in, the man, they don't broken this man building. Broken this man building. The man, so he got to close down. Black-owned building. Well, no white folk breaking in this goddamn building, his shop. These brothers, and young brothers broke in his shop. Black men. And it's probably some women. And these little flash mob broke in his stuff and shut this man down. Not only him, but several black businesses in this city. They vandalizing and breaking in shit. So come yeah, on, y'all. But you know, Let's stop making these damn excuses out here when they did it. But tell us the damn truth about the history. Tell us that them folks, let us the people know they built it. Like I said, they rolled up their damn sleeves and got it done bigger and better. Go ahead, brother. I was just going to do something as far as uh, I remember Malcolm saying something like this. Uh, you get a black cup of coffee, and it's strong. And then you integrate that with cream, and now it's become weaker. And the more cream you put in it, the weaker it gets. So the more we integrated, the weaker we got, and the strength went away. 
and our whole fabric of our culture went away with that integration. So that wasn't a direct quote or anything, but I get it because when we were strong, like in Tulsa and that, after even the devastating bombing of our community and fire, you know, uh, you know, fires and everything and all that and killing people, we, our people were still resilient and were able to come back and rebuild and, and be more uh, vibrant and even bigger and better um, years later. So that proves that what Malcolm was suggesting that a strong black cup of coffee unadulterated is better and that only when that black cup of coffee gets integrated with milk or cream, then it weakens and it becomes not any more, uh, it, it doesn't have the same uh, strength or connection anymore. So the, I think the moral, the moral of this is that after integrating in our into into American society as a black people, as far as giving up everything that we had, even in Tulsa, we don't seem to run Tulsa today. Uh, even if after a hundred years of what happened, um, I think that that integration or the community has probably been overtaken by whites, and that. Um, possibly the integration of it all for us to give up our land and uh, be swindled out of th- different things uh, with tax, uh, uh, you know, taxes and stuff that, you know, is said to be old and whatnot and uh, different things happening across the country where we own land that we gave up everything, it seems, after after integration happened with black people in America versus being segregated and and still having what they would call equal but separate uh, rights like that. So um, maybe that worked better for us uh, across the country where black Tulsa, Oklahoma, or what's called Black Wall Street was pretty much in every city where black people lived and ran their cities because they had to. And so that same story would probably work for Cleveland, Ohio, for a very good long stint, and Detroit, Michigan, and Atlanta, Georgia, uh, different places across the country, Chicago. uh, I can just think of different places that uh, because of our people, even in Kentucky, I know just everywhere black people were, those were black towns. There was black businesses in those towns. Um, And everybody supported each other and everybody loved and cared about each other. And it wasn't anything other than community and support and the dollar stayed in the community over and over. And so um, that worked. And when we travel, our people travel to different cities, they would look for the black town because it was segregated at the time. There was segregation going on. And um, 
you know, you weren't really allowed to go in other places and be served because there was colored only. Or, I mean, what I'm saying, colored only. No colors allowed. Whites only, rather. You know, things like that. And separation, you know, black water fountain, black bathroom, white bathroom, black water fountain, white water fountain, all that type of stuff. So even if that seemed harsh towards our people, it seemed to be better or more favorable for us to just stick together and do our own thing and hold it down for ourselves and each other. Even if it seemed like, oh, we're not, like, doing as well as these whites, we probably were doing way better than them and we didn't even know it. And so just the way things get looked at from different points of view, that's why the jealousy took place in Tulsa, Oklahoma in the first place, because of whites being jealous of prominent and prosperous black people who ran a beautiful town that they had the smartest people and the best uh, high school in the nation and had the best uh, city as far as over in the West. Uh, you know, it, it could compare to different cities uh, in the East. So, yeah, all across the country, there was a black Wall Street everywhere to me. And that's my opinion. And you might be able to track those facts down if you would go and look and study and see that that segregation thing was something that worked for us. It, it seemed to hold us to where we had to know, we knew that we was the only ones that was going to look out for ourselves. So we had to, and we had no other choice. And it seemed to work for us, how our people seemed to treat each other at that time. Uh, people was just, you know, it, it, was, it wasn't it was about all this uh, being afraid. Uh, yeah, they used to leave the door open and all this stuff, you know, and be very kind to one another and help each other, show each other uh, how to do things and that's not bad just you know to be a good example and try to help people do things that's going to help themselves uh you know in the long run and um we lost a lot of that with those uh, elders uh, that those people had a lot of great qualities that they tried to pass down to a lot of us and a lot of us didn't even want it and we picked up something else, and now we passing that down, whatever we picked up, but we didn't continue on in the chain of black excellency uh, that we tended to, uh, we seem to kind of lost a little of our class that we had as far as a collective group of people, uh, brothers and sisters, like soul brothers and sisters, like, you know, like people who were, t- were together people. At a time, like, we were little kids when that was going on, but it still it still was trying to hold on to it as long as they could, even though by the time you and I came around, integration had already taken place, and it wasn't in full effect, but it was getting there and moving more in a way that all of those people who came before us and took those knocks in the head and them dogs sicked on them, the water hoses put on them, they did that 10 years before we was born and five, six and seven and eight years before we was born. So they they did us a, a service that, you know, we can only say thank you. I mean, like, I'm sorry that you, you know, had to do that, but, I mean, you did it for a reason for so that we wouldn't have to face those dogs and those water hoses and 
these cops and holding us back from just simply trying to, you know, stand up for our rights or do a civil disobedient act that, you know, is just for the sake of uh, trying to uh, get some rights and respect in the country. So, yeah, I, 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 I respect everything that our elders and our ancestors did. They had to go through so we wouldn't have to go through it. But we we don't have no respect sometimes for things that our ancestors did or, or our forefathers and mothers did. We don't tend to look back and say, wow, that was something else. And we didn't have to go through none of the segregation stuff where, you know, uh, the man would call you a boy or a nigger or, or spit on you or disrespect you and you couldn't do nothing about it. You couldn't eyeball, you couldn't look at a white woman or look a white man in his face, you know, or look at a white woman and they charge you with reckless eyeballing if they caught you, if you were black. Um, so many things our people went through that we don't have no clue and didn't we didn't have to go through it, but they did. Even though integration it doesn't seem like, you know, Dr. King, them, they, they had the idea, oh, this would be better. Uh, well, that was, that, there's a lot of people who didn't agree with that at the time. They didn't think that was a good idea at all. And so it seems like those people who thought it wasn't a good idea were right in a sense, even though doing it did keep them from still being brutal to our people as they were back in the 50s and 60s as the whites in this country were real extreme racist and whatnot and would say things about us or what they, how they hated us, or we weren't worth, you know, we weren't uh, worth nothing, and all this type of stuff. And they were real, real racist, and we ain't had to face all of that. We faced racism covertly. We faced racism, uh, you know, like subliminally. We don't always see it face to face. We might see it in a different way where, oh, you know, oh, he's racist and you catch up with it later. But those ones back in the day, they knew who was racist because they let you know it. And they and the blacks back then appreciated that. And they was like, okay, at least I know where they stand. And the black and the, some of the whites who wasn't with all of that, and they would let people know that we not – like those other whites like that. We we really kind of, you know, trying to help y'all. So uh, don't look at us like that. Cause all white people ain't the same. Some of them, you know, I mean, you'd be like, oh, well, it'd be hard to be looking in a magnifying glass for the ones that are going to try to help you because you might not see too many. That's what I've been told. Oh, you know, the majority of them is, is not going to help you and all like that. So, it just depends on your frame of reference or your frame of mind. It's like in, in life, as our people went through all of those things, for me to have interactions with white people, those interactions have never been generally a racist interaction or a re or interaction that 
made me feel less than. It's only because of what our people went through to progress it to that point. Because if I was born 15 years or 20 years earlier, I'd be smack dab in the middle of what they was going through. So, yeah, I appreciated what they went through. And it was maybe in God's eyes and the eyes of 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 man that that was the right thing for them to do, was to go ahead and kick in the door of integrating black people into the society of America that would give us some kind of dignity or some kind of more respect in the country by those racist whites where when Lyndon Baines Johnson was the president at his last uh, year of his presidency as John Kennedy or, well, yeah, I think it was his last year or one of his last years that he had said to white people that uh, even with, you know, their bigotry and everything and their racism that they shall overcome and that, you know, he took a page out of Dr. King's book and used that to talk to his white people in society that were racist and say that we shall overcome our bigotry and hatred for blacks and, you know, people in the country. So, yeah, that was a big step. And that right there, because of Dr. King saying that and then the president saying it later, that progressed things with whites because the president sets the tone in the country. If the president say be racist, then these people are going to be racist. If the president say don't be racist no more, then he's setting the tone. He's saying, oh, then then the whites, they get right behind that president. They say, okay, the president said we can't be like that anymore. And so they do, they go right behind whatever the president, however the tone the president set, that's what the country, the whites in the country do. So that's what I've noticed through my history of being alive, that the president set the tone. And he that's how they want, you know, every one of them do the same thing. They set a certain tone, and they, you get behind it and follow it. And that's just how it's been. And with Trump, too, they did the same thing with him. Everybody was hating on him, even Republicans said, oh, he's not a politician. No, he's not worthy of being president. And all of them were saying bad things about him, even Lindsey Graham saying all these bad things about Trump before he was the president. And then he got in there, and they changed their tune right away. Oh, you know, they start uh, talking good about him and even defending him every time he got in trouble. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Go ahead, take over on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get ready to shut it down out of here, man. I'm tired. It's been a long day. We have we about two minutes anyway before we cut off. Yeah, brother. Okay. But like I said, man, I'm just sick of these damn so-called fake woke black ass leaders <laughs> and these fake woke black ass politicians. Straight up like that, man. Straight up like that. Cause just look at it, man. Y'all think I'm bugging? Look at what they're doing. Just look at what they're doing. Have they been beneficial to you? Have they been beneficial to us? Just take a look. Don't don't just go by my word. Hell, I ain't CNN. I ain't now one of them. Damn. Just look at it and ask yourself. Are they beneficial to you? All that bullshit they doing, have it been beneficial to us? Now, is it benefiting us? Well, you know, it seems like they elevate more of the black woman and the trans woman more than any damn thing. That seems to be the focus. Hmm? It's all, listen, I'm just saying, just do your own observation. That's all I'm saying. Do your own observation. 
All right, family. We're getting up out of here. We're getting up out of here, man. So peace, man. And um, man, I don't know about y'all. That damn dude, though, that that, that Tennessee, this is you, this for you right here. Uh-oh. Yeah, he blew it. Oh, my goddamn sound effect. Ain't nothing but the devil. That's it. That's all here. Yeah. <laughs> all right, y'all. We go. Peace, fam. Peace. peace. Have a good weekend. Peace. All right, peace. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then They'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.